0: Hello, internet. Welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. You're listening to episode 39. My name is Patrick. I am joined by the full gang: Josh, Steve, and Sev. Say hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Howdy. Steve. (laughs) Shit! Did someone? Josh, you're supposed to be minding him. Did you? You didn't leave the door open, did you? Oh no. I'm free. I'm gone. (laughs) I'm down the street. I'm playing in traffic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! He's going butt naked. Steve, no, we've talked about this. Frogger doesn't work in real life. <laughs> it's called Steven
1: where I am. It's called Frogger in a video game, but it's called Chicken in real life. Isn't that strange?
2: Really makes you think. <laughs> I am intelligent. Yeah, yeah. Gangs I'll all here. Uh, welcome back, Josh. Where
1: were you? I don't you? believe anyone that has to say they're intelligent. Just <laughs> <their back. laughs> Sorry, just that back.
0: Sorry, go on, Probably true, but uh, how, how was your week off? What did you get up to? Uh Nothing. <laughs>
1: Literally, you see that every week, I don't believe you. No. I I literally got up to nothing
0: My I VR. Thought three, I thought you got three by magpies.
1: Up. That's about it. Well, I mean, yeah, only, no, only no. a
0: complete moron would replace the podcast with the boys with absolutely nothing. Yeah, also,
3: <laughs> if I, I genuinely do not even, even know was magpies. Pies. Yeah, man, That's all like start talking at the same time. Favorite, that's my catchphrase.
2: Didn't you say that at work once and it went down really badly?
3: Yeah. That was, what's said what's in the chat doesn't come up in the cast like you know that, do, right? do you think Why you do you think that?
0: that stops a man that plays in traffic sir <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're right i should stop questioning anything steven does <laughs> D-H-R. He's, he's, he's already got no will to live you really want to try pushing that <laughs> as far as i can <laughs> uh, so it is it is september uh, happy september everybody happy uh, september yeah how many how many how many steps did we get to today boys
2: let me check my
0: watch I'm at
3: 19,017. <laughs> Holy That's fucking show. That's not 20,000.
2: I, yeah, yeah, I... I only wore my watch enough to track 278 steps. What, so... you, actually,
3: you, you actually take your watch off? Like, I sleep with mine. It gives me a sleep score. Do I, do you, was, uh, I was sitting at my desk it all day doing didn't my job, so obviously.
2: I didn't need to wear it.
3: Well, I've got a good work-life balance at this moment, so i got a couple walks in. I thought so I started. Like okay, so the true alpha gameplay, and I know you've asked something, Josh, I'm just going to ignore you. So, the true alpha game move is so it doesn't uh, muck up your schedule, it's to wake up half an hour early. Doesn't that already wake... mess up my schedule? <laughs> <laughs> well, you uh, imply I wake up on time as is. Oh, really? You guys are those people? You guys don't wake up? Like, So, the Steven's.
1: Oh, schedule... I wake up very reluctantly. <laughs> Kicking
3: and screaming
0: So You (laughs) wake (laughs) up (laughs) and you're like
3: shit so close Maybe maybe tomorrow I was like damn we're late to record the podcast huh (laughs) (laughs) So you wake up at 6am You play on your phone for 15 minutes Then you watch uh, two episodes of anime Then you put uh, half an hour of video games And you're at your desk at work at 8am Okay, but I start oh, work no.
1: at 7, so that's really already a bit well, of a then, problem. <laughs>
2: well, you just wake up, at,
3: wake up at 5, then. You shift it. No.
1: See, I
2: tried Here, to wake w- up at 6 o'clock in the morning, but then that didn't work out, so I just let my alarm go to 7. Now I wake up at 7, consider my life decisions until 8 o'clock, then I reluctantly get up.
0: You gotta go walkies. How many steps <laughs> did you get, Pat? Uh, I got a cool 6,000 today. Oh, that's pretty cool. Ooh, 6 triple zero. I
1: got an, an extra 900. Um, so I I don't, I don't think my watch is working because I did, like I was saying, like 20 minutes of Ring Fit that said I walked like three kilometers or whatever it was. And my watch is like, hey, you did 600 steps, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think it's working. (laughs) Might have just not been tracking
2: because you were in place the entire time.
1: I don't know. I've also done more than 600 steps just walking around today. So I, 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 I don't know. Well, I mean, I I'm, I'm sure
0: a good chunk of Steve's nearly 20k was after he got hit by the car, but the watch would have been in the same place, but he might have been dragged down the street. So was it 20k <laughs> like with the watch or was that kept, just his I kept step?
3: getting like, I was getting bounced up and down. So like, yeah, that's, that's the, what I'm saying. The, but like, yeah, were, on were, were you I getting, one, see, on you're committing insurance two. fraud. <laughs> no, it's only fraud
0: if you didn't get hit by a car. If <laughs> you wait, he's, what? He's not wrong. <laughs>
3: I was doing the run it straight challenge um, with the Toyota Hilux. <laughs> <laughs> you should see what it came away with. Yeah, best be, best yeah, two out of three, am right? You should see the other guy. Fuck. Uh, was it Yoder on Ketamine that's, that's... again?
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't in 96 Civic. <laughs> that?
0: I, um, I, I can't believe that was, that was a pretty niche reference. but like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm missing some extreme context, but uh, what, I'm, what I'm not missing context on, uh, Josh. You have alluded to some tech that may, or may not be broken. Welcome back to the <laughs> what's broken in everyone's tech lives uh, Krispy Kreme segment. Josh, what's You've what tried
2: every week for like the past 30 weeks. It hasn't happened. Now it's finally time again.
0: Well, I mean, that's because I went to Josh's house and broke it for him. But yeah, I, mean, I, guess, I'll take the, I guess I'll take the win, <laughs> Seth. Thanks. Um,
1: well, I mean, I think this watch is broken, but that's no surprise. I literally like <laughs> pulled it out from like a bottom of a drawer and was like, hey, I wonder if this still works for September. <laughs> No, I don't think it does. Um, and then the uh, like, does, two it days like ago, a, does, does it have like a crowbar shaped dent in the face of it? No, but there is a long scratch down the front of the face, um, and like the band is like like definitely worse for wear. What you I do? Think maybe man? the sensors or scratch had, on the You had it
3: for like a couple weeks.
1: The watch. Oh, sorry. I think you have know that. It, uh, sorry. Oh no 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 no. The watch I've had since like whenever the very first Samsung watch released. That's this version. So Jeez, a hot minute. Can you
3: watch? I have to get oh, a new maybe. watch like every year or two because I just wear them all the time and they're like,
1: nope. Get a new watch every year or two because the bunnies eat the
0: charger. <laughs> I, like I at that point, you just need so a charger,
2: not the whole watch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but then you're going to get the charger.
0: <laughs> Bro, just replace the bunny. Just <laughs> 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 replace the bunny. It's not a bad idea. Well, well you know how there's like oh, the oh, energizer yeah. bunny, right?
3: So it try- keeps trying to plug itself in, but it's like, oh, I need an outlet, so it eats through the watch charger. Didn't have a bunny <laughs> as well? <laughs> Wrong side money. Maybe. I can't
1: remember. Um, But yeah, so I think this is broken. I think, um, well, my VR is definitely broken, despite only having it for like three or four weeks tops now. Um,
0: Did you poo in it? Sorry, what was that? Did you poo in it? No, no, I didn't. (laughs) Steve, you can't go around asking people if they shat on their VR. That's not what people mean by that. <laughs> so so making so, draw, like, i don't know probably,
3: i don't have i don't have one i don't know what it may or may not be used in the toilet well every, everyone like so i've said to
1: people i broke vr and they're like oh what well, like yo know, did you hit it did you like walk into something did you like you know like throw something or something You um but no so like there's these little base stations that come for like the, the tracking um and apparently, so th- these are just basically five Base Station 2s, the, the Index uses the same ones. And um, apparently if it just starts flashing red, it means there's a hardware fault. And this bag, I would have thought if anything was going to break, it would have been the controllers that I'm using. to If I hit something, if I drop them, uh, just from general wear or tear, right? Um, or the headset, like, you know, I might walk into something, it might fall off my head if I'm like, you know, very active, whatever. Uh, but no, the base station that literally doesn't move and has not moved a single inch <laughs> since I put it down on my desk, I uh, just decided that it was going to no longer work. So yeah, they don't have any more inside Australia, period. Um, and it's going to take <laughs> multiple weeks and or months to get it replaced. So the thing I've had for multiple weeks, I cannot use for multiple weeks and I'm not very impressed. Okay,
0: so that that sucks, boohoo for you, all that. So what sort of Krispy cream did you get? I did not. I was too depressed.
2: I even asked him if he was going to go get Krispy Kreme the moment he said it was broken and he just turned me down. Yeah.
3: He, made the, he made the Discord a
1: hang up noise. I, I think <laughs> I quite literally, literally did. was. Yeah, I, I think I was quite literally talking to Seth in Discord and I sat there trying to fix it for like a couple of hours and then I just went, no, I'm going to bed and just like clicked like the, like the disconnect at the same time and just went to sleep. didn't, like didn't even give me a chance to say goodbye. No, nah, I was not in the mood. If you're listening, you can make it up to me by sending me another base station and a Steam Deck. <laughs> and a Steam Deck. And a Steam Deck.
3: So wait, is this covered under warranty, or is it uh, what's the deal with that? It should be under
1: warranty, but because the so first of all, the warranty for them everywhere else in the world basically you go through the Steam store um, because you can only buy them through Steam, and oh, yeah, true, it, it links to your Steam account. So if I'm trying to put the warranty through Steam. You go through and it's like, oh, cool. Well, I can't find a Valve, like, index linked to your Steam account, so I'd get fucked. And you're like, oh, that's cool.
0: <laughs> so I can't do it
1: through Steam. And talking to EV Games, where I got it from, is the only place you can get it in Australia at the moment. Um, I called them up and they're like, oh, have you tried Steam? I was like, yeah, <laughs> I have. They <laughs> like, like, okay, exactly so,
0: what they were going to say. So, so maybe that didn't work, but did you try Epic Game Store? <laughs> no. But yeah, uh, EV Games so... doesn't
1: have any of them inside Australia, because obviously they sold every single one of them that was available um, in, in Australia, because it's only been out a couple of weeks. And they don't know when they're getting more, apparently, and the solution is to send the kit, um, not just the base station, um,
0: the whole to thing the US. Fuck it out. Yeah. So well, well, um, Why don't you just put the headset on and go to the US and the metaverse? Well, because the, the VR doesn't work. Aren't you, aren't you listening?
1: <laughs> we got you there, you well actually that's not entirely true one of the base stations works so i was like well you know what maybe i can play one of these games because i just i bought like a heap of vr games because i really wanted to justify spending so much money on this vr set and the moment i finished buying like a whole bunch of vr games that i wanted to play i sat down and looked at it and i'm like why is that one glowing red (laughs) and that's when everything went wrong (laughs) so i tried to play uh super hot anyway which was one of the first ones i wanted to play oh nice i was like okay well this this should be okay right like it's just a single base station like yeah, you know, What kind of difference will it make? But everything, like when I'm trying to like aim with a gun, like it's it's completely uncalibrated. Doesn't work. If I try to like throw something, whatever, it doesn't work. If I like take a step, it doesn't register immediately. Kind of thing. Like if I'm looking in a certain direction towards the left because it's a left base station, it doesn't really pick up and work correctly. It's uh, it just doesn't work. So, the actual yeah. like video feed is fine. It's just the calibration. So you
3: can only just watch
1: like
0: the. VR movies. I, I don't even know if that's real, but that, that'd be cool. Oh, well, that's a shame. But uh, nevertheless, onwards we must press. So, round of lunch for this week. Uh, Steve, what have you been up to? I
3: have been playing What Remains of Edith Finch. Paced.
0: Oh, so you ran out of 12
3: minutes. I ran out of 12 minutes. I got all the achievements for that game. I am done with it. It is no longer on Game Pass anyway.
2: I'm still upset that segment took longer than
0: 12 minutes. So not, am I, definitely, definitely the, well, I mean, other than listening to Steve talk generally, that was definitely the negative of, of last week's episode.
3: Because, because Josh wasn't on it last week, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. I'm, I'm I'm upset that I missed First
1: Impression, because that's one of my favourite games. What? What, 12 what minutes? Means? No, 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 uh, Remains of things. I thought you were making a joke about how short it is. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, um... no, you had to be there, man. <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Thanks. And, and what did I say? I knew I exactly knew that this would happen. Anyway, uh, that sounds good, Steve. I'm sure we'll get into that. Seth, uh, what have you been up to this week?
2: Uh, I've been playing more Saints Row. I've been playing that since it came out. Um, I didn't what talk about Saints about... Column. Uh,
3: <laughs> shit. I got him. He's, he's starstruck. He's starstruck. I got it. That's the most cleverest thing I've ever said. I didn't even hear what you said. So <laughs> <laughs> gotta be like, it took
2: <laughs> me a second to register what you had said, and then it was like it's too late to make a comment about it. <laughs>
0: So Josh, so, Josh, and for anybody else at home that didn't hear me, I said wait, Saints Cold. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. Josh, Josh, we can, we can do a recreation. All right. Let's just go back in time. Three minutes. Fucking Zoe all right. <laughs> uh, My name is <laughs> Seth. Uh, I edit the podcast for free because I do it out of the kindness of my heart. I've been playing Saints Row since it came out. Steve, right, this was. Like, oh, my, oh, my God. You, oh, you were there. You were there. What were you waiting for? He's like lying. <laughs>
2: You're, so yeah, you're, you're, you're the guy on your you're, face.
0: You're you're the guy that gets the assi- you're the Terminator that gets the assignment to go back in time. You go back in time. You go. oh, I fucked up. I let him live. <laughs> can can, can oh, we well. do a do over? I mean, is that is that possible? Yeah, he said he said Saints Column. Ha ha. Very funny. We we move on. Uh, Did just upset
2: because he uh, spiked? He, he didn't spike your serve. Um, no, you're gonna it, say but, like,
0: didn't spike his
3: drink.
2: Um, I've been up to I've been oh, up God. to a lot of things, but I'm only going to talk about Saints Row this week. Okay, it, it, cool. I, I'm too tired to talk about anything else.
0: Fair enough. And Josh, other than absolutely nothing, what have you been up to this week? The depression count. <laughs> no, I haven't really been up to anything at all. Um, I will did try go into see the,
1: the Dragon stuff though. Didn't you go see the Dragon Ball movie? Uh, yeah, we did. That was like two weeks ago, though, and that yeah, was very uh, good. I we talked about that.
2: I only did a small talk about it last week, so we can go into in-depth spoilers this week if you want.
1: Uh, it's only been out for two weeks, no, I don't really want to go into in-depth spoilers, although the entire internet has.
2: I mean, they've been doing that since it came out in Japan as well.
1: we have been doing it since before it came out in Japan, too. Um, uh, but yeah.
0: Um, but I'm happy to talk about Generalized, but I don't want to go into spoilers. Okay, I just had to look this up because I i wasn't sure that it, that it was right. Um... Seth, when you say that you only briefly talked about it last week, was that before or after we recorded 18 minutes of you talking about the Dragon Ball movie? Uh, (laughs) Yes. Nearly half of it. Because I could have gone briefly talked about it for an entire Dragon Ball episode. (laughs) Yes. Like, I I hear Seth say, I only briefly talked about it last week, and there's like a little voice in my head that just goes... No, no, he talked about it for a while. <laughs> I do not for the 12 minutes. They, 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 they called me Snoopy because I got to fact check that shit. Uh, no, that was 18 minutes, my man. Briefly
2: wasn't the word I was looking for. I was like, I slightly touched on it without going into spoilers.
1: 18 <laughs> minutes slightly touched. Yes. Well, you know what? At least it's legal.
0: How, how, how long was the film?
3: Uh, an hour and a half. He's doing the calculations in his head.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he you a You're going to hear the gears turn. What do you mean? All I know is that it's more than 12 minutes. Oh. Do you have a master's <laughs> degree?
2: <laughs> so, so I talked about for about close to one fifth of the length of the movie. Yeah, Hang quick on. maths. Close cool. to, not exactly one fifth.
0: No, yeah, that's short. Sure. No, it's fine. You know what? We'll move on. We'll move no, it's been on. We spent 18
3: minutes talking about how long you, talk- you spoke about it for.
0: <laughs> well, funny. I mean, we're getting close. Um, And what did you get up to, Patrick? Thanks for asking, everyone. Uh, I finished Cult of the Lamb, uh, which I will give my closing impressions. Yeah, I won't expand a huge amount because I got most of what I wanted to say out of the way last week, but I will clarify a couple points that I made and give my my overall thoughts. But uh, that all sounds good. Why don't we start with... Actually, why don't, why don't we why don't we continue the movie chat, honestly? I mean, we only had 18 and a half minutes of that brief chat, so why don't we just <laughs> turn it into a more, a more fully fleshed um, uh, segment, you know, give, give it some actual time. This is when both of you, yeah, start talking at the same time. And then Steve says, oh, um... that's cool. Let's all talk at the same time. And then he goes back to playing in traffic.
2: Josh, do you want to start off? Because uh, I I talked about this uh, uh, fairly well. Well, not well. I I was all over the place last week because I I expected (laughs) to have you to bounce off of.
0: You're currently (laughs) all over the place. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. And instead he tried bouncing off Steve and I and we both just looked blankly at him the whole time.
2: (laughs) Yes, we also saw that movie.
1: <laughs> um Well, there's no point in me repeating myself, so why don't you go into whatever it is you oh want to talk about God. it, and I'll I'll bounce off the
3: you then.
2: Oh God, okay. So, um, Josh, what was what was your overall <laughs> impressions of the story? Because last week this I this is loosely I... a
3: schizophrenic conversation. Wow,
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: are you seriously doing this?
2: I, I I've it's, Josh put me on the spot because I talked about it last week. Okay, you know what? I'm, so...
1: I'm I'm give you a thirty second review, Chief. You ready?
2: Yeah, I was going to say, get, uh, what was your overall impressions of the story? Because I talked about it a little bit last week without giving away the spoilers of what happens after the first act. So basically, basically up to the first fight with um between Piccolo and uh, um Gamma two. I didn't, well, okay. I didn't, I didn't spoil too much after that.
1: I mean, I don't think it's a like it's a spoiler to say what the major villains are, considering they've been literally the entire selling point of this movie. Um but my overall impression of the movie is like like very, very solid. Like I would, I'd probably give it at least an eight, eight and a half, probably. Um, yeah, probably eight and a half. I just wish it had a bit more impactful music. Um, but the actual like animation of it, the, the stylized uh, way that they do the fights and a lot of the different camera angles and everything are just excellent. Like it just really, really hit me very well. I, I thought it was an excellent movie. I thought the villains were cool and interesting, and it was going to throw back, throw back to the original Dragon Ball, and also some of the stuff through Dragon Ball Z. So, tying that all in really nicely for what is probably my favorite arc of Dragon Ball Z as well, um, just sort of relived in this.
3: Also heavily um, based on Sentai. I mean, aren't all the androids? You don't need to comment on it. You don't need to comment on it, Josh. Just <laughs> the, the two seconds of silence after he said it was more than enough.
2: No, uh, I mean, <laughs> the, well, not all the androids were based on
1: Sentai. These were particularly Sentai, though. You're, you're right. I mean, the the entire like premise of this one dude is like, I just want to build like cool looking superheroes, and his idea of cool is Sentai, which is entirely incorrect. But you know, good on him.
2: <laughs> I
1: mean, you're you're entirely
2: wrong about that. Kamen Rider and Sentai do have really cool moments, but go off
1: moments um yeah i i thought that the actual um movie was excellent like i i think the only thing that held it back that held it back rather was that it maybe i feel like it like the first half of it was it was it was pretty well paced there was fights throughout the movie i think the first half might have been a little bit too slow um but it it really you know kept me engaged the entire time and yeah it wasn't a typical like dragon ball we're gonna fight for 30 minutes and then i'm gonna do one finishing attack and it's all gonna be over kind of thing it was a, a lot of really good moments throughout each of the fights and it was just very well put together like i said i think the only thing that was really missing for me was the in this one there was there wasn't really much music that like hit hard like there was no like resurrection f stuff going on so
2: oh you for me the example was a brawly movie there was a the brawly movie had a very dynamic soundtrack that was Absolutely amazing, and so different for Dragon Ball that it was really unique. And, it was, yeah. yeah. And the art for
1: that movie was excellent, too, actually.
2: Yeah, yeah. That, that was, like, peak Dragon Ball animation in 2D.
1: Yeah. Um, but that's basically my impression of it. If you even slightly like Dragon Ball, I'd recommend going to watch it. Um, if you don't really like Dragon Ball, you'd probably still enjoy it, honestly, because it's not, it's not very... Um, like drawn out shonen kind of stuff, it is still a very good and entertaining movie, and I, I'd still recommend giving it a watch.
2: And if you don't like Goku, especially, go watch the movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, my boy Piccolo really out here.
2: Yeah, no, the fact that this is a Piccolo movie is so good. Like
1: Piccolo and Gohan, my yeah. my, my favorite father and son. <laughs>
2: i i also really <laughs> like that so it is just me like watching it but i i really enjoy that everyone was has been, for years been shitting on goku for being a bad father and it's just turned around and it's like oh no gohan's also a bad father he's just shoving everything off onto piccolo so he can do his own work
1: yeah well the saiyans like they're, they're not really i don't think father material was <laughs> put it that I don't
2: way jesus is pretty good at dad when he's not being the shit out of his son <laughs> I want you to think
1: about that sentence. <laughs> um, the, there yeah, was was Ve- uh, different. There was Vegeta and Goku in it for like, uh, quite a little bit as well and they, they have like a brawl and that moment was really good too. Actually one thing we, I didn't mention is, this movie is funny as fuck. I didn't expect it to be so funny, but it's really really good. Yeah, There's no, a lot of good moments that pay off. The entire yeah. movie. Especially if you know anything about like, you know, Dragon Ball's story and Dragon Ball Z's story. Like, there's a, there's a few things that really they just sort of drive home. I can't remember what Bulma said exactly, but there was one thing she said, and I was like, damn.
2: <laughs> now, Bulma has quite a few good lines. A lot she of has it a few is good based, lines, but... A lot of it is based around her being extremely petty and being called out for it, and she's telling everyone not to judge her. Yeah. Because she's think, using the, the, the Dragon Ball's threw. wishes to make herself look prettier instead of getting cosmetic surgery.
1: Yeah, to like reverse aging and stuff. But there was one where like so I, I think it's I think it was to like Krillin just being like, Are you guys actually gonna do anything basically? And he's like, No. <laughs> it was good. Um but yeah, oh, no, that's, the, that's really the all one I good to say, one was but,
2: like after like this huge thing goes off, she sees Krillin, she's like, Oh well, uh, uh, yeah, everyone's okay based on just Krillin being al- alive.
1: <laughs> Everyone else is sturdy enough. If Krillin's alive, everyone's alive. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, basically all I really have to say about it. It's an excellent movie.
0: I recommend going to watch it. Cool. Thank you. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to add to that set?
2: No, I feel like I chimed in enough during Josh's uh, spotlight, and I said everything I feel like I wanted to say last week.
0: But briefly, right?
2: Yes, very briefly for for a fifth of the movie's length.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's all we really asked for here at Fast Travel Lounge. Uh, thank you for that, Josh. Uh... Where shall we go next?
3: Let's go to you. Talk about Call of the Lamb for us. Call of
0: the Lamb? Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, so, last week, gave it an 8 out of 10. The highlights, I really liked the art style, the music, uh, like how, how it sort of packaged itself as a game, um, mostly visually. Uh, really liked all of that. Uh, I said last week that, for me, the negatives were you kind of see everything too quickly on the combat side, and that uh, it plays its hand and it doesn't really reinvent or well, it doesn't really uh, innovate on on that side of it uh and therefore i gave it an eight out of 10 uh and at that time i was five ish hours through and i've now finished it at probably 15 ish hours uh i think that was slightly longer than the average play time but so th- the problem is right um so first of all have to say on the outset still say it's an eight out of 10 uh i'm sort of bouncing between seven and a half and eight out of ten uh, and that's entirely because of the combat section. I'll explain why in a sec. Uh, me spending an extra uh, couple hours to finish the game uh, is entirely on the back of the game deciding that if you break stuff in the combat areas, so each each little room that you walk into is uh, like a Binding of Isaac room, right? Where you can destroy stuff. Uh, but you can get resources from destroying stuff, which naturally means that every room that I walk into, I have to destroy everything in just in case i don't get a particular resource so almost certain that's where a non-trivial amount of my time in this game has gone which is just walking around smashing stuff so
2: yeah uh, i need to check every chest on the way over to wherever you're going well i mean it's not even chests. it's It's just like
0: like... hey look grass i might get grass out of that grass i need to cut cut the grass (laughs) I, i i need to make sure that i'm not wasting time not cutting the grass cut the lawn to get rupees damn right basically Uh, Um, so the, to, to, to kind of rehash what I said about the combat, it, it plays itself out a little bit too quickly and that a lot of the, um, uh, mechanics and parts that I really wanted to get into or really wanted more out of in the game, uh, went there. And unfortunately I turned out to be right in that. So what I mean by that is, uh, you have a weapon tree or you have like an upgrade tree to unlock more. Uh, so you have, like, a melee weapon and a ranged weapon. Uh, that's, by and large, basically all there is. Uh, and then some tarot cards to kind of augment how a particular run goes. The problem is, because you only have those two weapons, there's very little way for them all to play together into a build, which is what I was missing from games like Hades, Enter the Gungeon, and Binding of Isaac. Uh, where I think Enter the Gungeon is probably the one that... Oh, uh, no, even then, there, there are ways that, that it innovates as well. Basically, the, the whole problem is that they have pieces of what could be a really good combat system. But the problem is they never let you fully, they never fully flesh out how to explore it properly. So you wind up pretty quickly identifying as soon as you walk into a, to the first combat room of the run, it'll give you a random ranged weapon and a random melee weapon. And sometimes if it's a particular weapon type that you like or a particular weapon type that you know you are good with, that's you done. You don't really need to go out of your way to look for another weapon or an upgrade or anything else uh, because that's, that's sort of it. And then that's also somewhat true of the pathways through the rooms where any branching pathway is only really about one room deep where uh, if you have a choice between left and right and if you head to the right uh, and it's not another combat room chances are it's either a shop or uh maybe one extra combat room and then you end up having to go back and go to the left to progress through uh towards the boss anyway so there's no or there's very limited kind of exploration of a floor like there is in Binding of Isaac and Enter the Gungeon uh but there's also uh so it's it's trying to take after the idea of uh, a more linear uh, map like Hades does. But the thing is, Hades tells you on the outset, you have a choice to make between which door you go through. Do you want this particular reward or that particular reward? And so, uh, Cult of the Land does this sort of awkward thing where it straddles both ideas, where it doesn't tell you what's coming up next and it doesn't give you a choice. <laughs> or it gives you a very limited, uh, very limited set of choices. Uh, and uh, the final thing that I want to touch on from continuation from last week is that uh, I said that when you go through a particular floor, you have to play it out four times and then you get to fight the boss and then that's that floor kind of done. Uh, there are reasons to go back through previous floors there are a few NPCs uh, there are a few NPCs that will give you tasks to go back and do in in the completed floors as well as sometimes your followers will just ask you to collect a particular resource which you can only get from that particular floor uh, but Uh, even though there is a reason to go back to previous floors and once you've beaten the main boss of those floors, there is technically an endless mode unlocked. The timing mechanic of you're constantly beholden to the like day cycle that is impacting your followers and your base building and everything else that's constantly happening in the background. It becomes really hard to justify continuing into an endless run, uh, Or I guess to put it another way, they I I feel like they developed Cult of the Lamb around the uh, amount of time taken to get through a run of, I don't know how many rooms that would be, but however many rooms in a combat run that you go through, that that is loosely equivalent to a day or two days. And so the problem is, you still have to do that amount of time first. It doesn't let you go back to your base to like cook food for your followers or anything. It just says hey, do you want to continue this endless run? Warning, if you do continue this endless run, the next time that you will be allowed to go back to your cult, unless you die and lose all your resources, is if you get to an exit point, which would be another several nodes away. And the problem is, because the day system is constantly ticking over, that could be another, you know, two or three days. And so at this point, you've been you've been away from your cult for like, you know, somewhere between two and four days that things start, things start going wrong.
1: There is actually a way to go back. Um, I don't know if you use it, but basically you focus on it for a little while and then they teleport you back. But the first time I used it, I was like, okay, cool. That means I can like, now that I've beat the first boss and I have like his, his height, his item, basically that's when I unlocked that ability. But then I was, I, I used it and it teleported me back and then I was like, okay, cool. And now I want to go continue my run. And I went in and it's like start again. And I was like, oh, so it's that kind of teleport back. It's like, that's- oh, I need to go back and like drop everything. So the, the run dies. So it's like, why have you put this in the game then?
0: That's exactly <laughs> what I mean, is that there's no nice way to uh, segment an endless run or anything kind of combat focused without significantly hindering what could happen to your cult at the same time.
1: Yeah. The only so- reason I mentioned it up is, my uh, mention it is, it's, it's one of those things again where, I, I, I strongly agree with you where it's, the game's trying to do too many things in slightly different ways it's like, it's like they've seen stuff in other games and thrown it in because they feel like it should be there but then they haven't expanded on it or made it useful or impactful in any way like that teleport back like that's if that game if that wasn't in the game i would have never noticed uh but the fact that it is I've there and it wasn't it. really utilized
0: uh, yeah it was, exactly it was, it was the well because they, they they give you the choice of what you want to unlock with the resources from the boss characters and i unlocked that one last oh well, there um, you go the, the ending was basically as I expected, which uh, I'm not going to spoil, but anyone that's you know, either heard me talking about Cult of the Lamb or played parts of Cult of the Lamb could probably fairly easily see where it's going. And all I'll say is there isn't exactly a twist involved. <laughs> there isn't a twist? Um, oh, God. Well, it gave me a choice, and I picked, I picked the choice that I felt was the obvious one. So part of me does want to know what the other choice was and whether that would me actually why I twist it, it. I'll tell you. Yeah, but, uh, but otherwise, for all intents and purposes, uh, and he could play the yeah, game for the... another
2: fifteen hours to get that other choice. <laughs>
0: uh, Honestly, I don't see there's another fifteen hours, hours of game in there. Yeah, so um, that—that's basically all I wanted to expand on. Uh, I the, the, the main takeaways were it's still very enjoyable to play and visually and or, or, audio audioly uh, or orally. I think that's the word. And it has a good
2: the,
0: OST. Visually it does morally, have a good OST, It's great.
2: Don't they sell the OST on Steam as well?
0: Uh, um, maybe. Probably. Usually, from, <clears> me. most indie games do that kind of thing.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but, I, I'm yeah, surprised you know. how
1: good the music was for this uh, small company.
0: Australian company, too. All Definitely. right, Australian
3: Games. All right, there we go. Yeah,
0: but Sorry, New all, Zealand bros. <laughs> <laughs> all up. Uh, very fun game. Uh, would recommend because, you know, it isn't, it isn't at a triple-A price point, but it's the sort of game where you just need to be aware that it is much more Animal Crossing and much less Binding of Isaac, even though a lot of the marketing materials made me think that that was a more balanced distribution of, of what you do. But mm. uh, anything that you wanted to add to that, Josh, uh, given that you're sort of in the middle of playing it?
1: Yeah, I... Um... I'll it just a couple of things, but it's basically just mirroring your thoughts. I think we even spoke about it, like, not that long ago. Um, basically just going, yeah, like, this is, this is a good game, but it's just, it's missing a couple of things, basically. Um, and I think we both spent more time outside the runs than inside the runs at that point. Um, In saying that, do you w- think
2: they were trying to do too many things at once when they could have focused more on one element and really pushed that further?
1: I think the game, unironically, un- would be a stronger game without the combat. Um, ah, interesting. I, the 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 whole cult building aspect was interesting, and if there was different rewards and different challenges in that system, I probably would have enjoyed the game more. But in saying that, I probably wouldn't have bought the game because I bought the game looking for a Binding of Isaac style game. So, <laughs> and it's it's not particularly bad either. Like what Patrick was saying, it's just. I, I expected there to be a, a more even distribution of like, in, in terms of the, the base building and everything, you've got like dozens of buildings, you've got dozens of skills, you've got a whole bunch of different things. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm really excited to sort of explore this and get it automated and like fi- find my, like, you know, problem solving stuff. Like how, how do I make this stuff work automatically so I can do the combat? And then getting to the combat, it's like, oh, there's no real way to automate the, the, that town fully, and I understand why now, because there's not enough depth in this combat for it to be its own game. If, this, if the combat was its own game, it would be a bad game. But because it's supplementing the town, um, or vice versa, it's, it, it's okay. Like, it's, it's just another task almost. But the game itself is interesting enough, and you know, the art is um, interesting enough as well. And uh, some of the quests are funny and engaging that you're going to stick with the game. It's, it's a very good game. Um, I think the only thing I wanted to add is that what I would have liked to see uh, is almost exactly what you said, where you know, Hades, you've got your different weapon skills that you unlock, you choose a different weapon to swap up the combat. Um, you, throughout the run, you pick up abilities and strengths that change your run. I don't, I didn't think like Hades was built for the combat so that they've done that extremely well. I think what I would have liked to see is maybe if they're going to give you a different weapon every run, Maybe have something that upgrades and changes that weapon throughout the run. So maybe you pick up resources on in, inside the thing and then you get skills for that weapon based on the resources. Like if you're going to have to break everything anyway, maybe you'll break rocks and get iron or whatever. And then there could be like a blacksmith NPC or something that could upgrade it in certain ways. Um, there's the tarot card system, but none, none of them are impactful in terms of the way that you use your weapons or anything. The combat doesn't feel different enough with the tarot card system for it to be worth it, IMO. It just kind of like, it just kind of exists. <laughs> it's there to make your life slightly easier usually. And it's not, it's not enough difference. So basically just sort of mirroring what Patrick said. Um, yeah, it's still a very good game, especially for the price point.
0: Yeah, I, I will disagree in that. I don't think the game is, I don't think removing the combat would make the game stronger because I think at eventually you'll hit. So, to me, the combat serves as a way to break up what you're doing in the base building, and that if the combat wasn't there... uh, So, there were a couple times where I think we both went through multiple days of base building, but uh, you sort of hit a point where the next thing that you would do for the base building is to wait for a data pass, and it is good that there is some completely different gameplay loop to kind of help that along. Yeah, Um, that's what I mean. If there was different challenges involved in that system, then I
1: probably... Like would have enjoyed that more. Like if there was things to do outside of that, uh, sort of in- initial town loop. I think they've built a very good base for for both of the the, the combat and the town building. They're just yeah. not intertwined enough, and
0: they're not separate enough to be separately enjoyable either. And and that and that was the other thing. And that I I when when I say that they have a lot of the pieces that would make a good combat system, that's sort of what I mean. In that, uh. Because they have a tarot card system, I, I mean, I'm, here I am just about to rehash what I've just been saying, but uh, the, the, whole, the whole point, I want a game where the combat system lets me come up with a build, or I want a, I want a gameplay loop where the combat makes me feel like this is the run where I achieve a particular goal, and when you give me uh, two distinct things that don't interact and then some tarot cards to augment those, that is a worse gameplay experience to me than removing a lot of the terror cards, but leaving the ones in there such that they link the melee and we- and ranged weapons uh, better. Uh, I, th- I think is is more where I'm trying to get to. That uh, so the final couple of points. Uh, what's your favorite weapon class, like uh, like melee and ranged that you've used so far, Josh?
1: I I don't think I have any. Like honestly, like they all just so, feel so similar. Like I, I can't. I don't really have a favorite I think if I had to pick like the heavier weapons are just you just get through the runs faster I find because you just one or two hitting things the daggers I usually find myself in games like to do like a slash slash slash, run away kind of thing like almost glass cannon and do lots of damage quickly and then roll away this game doesn't really lean into that enough for that to be fun for me they're probably just like like a heavy weapon to just do lots of damage slowly and then just roll away kind of thing like one tap roll one tap roll
0: Correct answer. Um, The, the, the warhammer is the best weapon. Yeah. Uh, It's interesting. It feels engaging enough, honestly. Uh, the second question, actually, this one is, uh, less for you, Josh, because I think we've discussed this, but, uh, the one other major change, uh, between this and when I played it last week is that I've now unlocked all of the rituals and little upgrades that I can do in the base. Uh, and so, uh, what, the game does is when you hit a certain upgrade point, it, it offers you the choice. Do you want this ritual or this ritual? And you can pick, uh, I think there's about, ooh, There's 20? four per thing, so there's five four, points, so... Yeah, five yeah. points and four. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. 20. There are, there are yeah. 20, 20 rituals to pick from. Um, which, well, sorry, there are 40 rituals and you and pick you 20. 20, yeah. Yeah, and, and you pick 20 while you play it. And so uh, they, and this is kind of annoying, and that these ones do have more interactivity, than the weapon system and that some rituals work really well together. So uh, I have trained my cult to fear old people. And what I mean by that is that... Uh, Respectful
3: the- and realistic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're
0: fearing old uh, people because that- they bought up all the, the plots of land exactly, in the yeah. little area. <laughs> yeah, see, there we go. There we go. Yeah, when they have houses, no. Um, so uh, the followers all have a perk, which is that they will lose faith in me as a leader if a person dies of old age. And you're thinking, but Patrick, don't people die of old age all the time?
2: They want Not to be necessarily. They? <laughs> so,
0: uh, Patrick found a different solution. <laughs> so, uh, so my, my solution uh, is to uh, any, any cult member that's getting a little, little old, a little long in the tooth, if you will, um, they, uh, I will find two of them and I will force them into an arena where two will enter but only one will leave.
2: Oh, and so old people
0: gladiator battles, old people gladiator battles. Uh, and so I do that, and then the the victor is celebrated as you know, having killed the other old person, and then I sacrifice that person too. (laughs) Okay, and and that (laughs) keeps my community
1: sacrificed. (laughs) Exactly, going like I win, I win, I get to keep my life, and then this giant tentacle's like (laughs)
0: pretty much, yeah, that, that is how it goes, but yeah, so uh, cult. Cult of the Lamb. This is probably the last that I'll speak about it. Love the game, uh, very well polished. Everything. It's just the combat really just can't make it uh, game of the year material for me. Eight out of ten. Uh, old man, bum fights uh, are excellent. And after fifteen hours, I did in fact hit tax exempt uh, mega church private jet status. So uh, okay. thank you, thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> but yeah, that is called the the Pat line. Talk. Hey, yeah, should have, should have. Cult, Cult of the Pat. Hmm. of the lamb. Oh, wait, now, hang on. What did you call your cult? Cult of the lamb. <laughs>
3: <laughs> did you really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. What'd you, what'd you call yours? Goat. Hmm. Cult of the goat. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> not funny at all. No, 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 no. The, no, greatest no. Of all yeah, time. It's the greatest of all time. No, as in, like, instead of lamb, it's a goat?
1: Yeah, that was, that was part of the thing. Yeah, okay, whatever. I thought it was clever. Uh, it Jake, it? Oh, a friend of ours, um, called his uh, thigh... Uh, what would you call it? Uh, I think it was, by-hives. like, thigh... No, it was something along the lines of, like, thigh uh. <laughs> Weed. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's just as deplorable as I expected. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. Uh, thank you to me for that chat. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It just, it Thanks, just Patrick. Oh, yeah, let's there give we you, go. Let's give Patrick a round of applause, everybody. Hey, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Patrick, and I've been sober for all of 20 minutes. Um, uh, next. Uh, <laughs> oh, we've
1: been recording for <laughs> over 20
0: minutes. Oh, my God. I, I, I know what I said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Next, next up on the list, why don't we talk uh, about Saints Row, Seth?
2: Uh, yeah, okay. So I want to start off by saying that um, I thought it was Saints Column. Shut up, Stephen. We we tried this.
0: We we already (laughs) tried to repeat this, and and I I I I extended my hand with an olive branch in it, and you know what you did? You slapped it out of my hand. See, the problem
2: is that Steve only (laughs) wants to interrupt
3: me, not you. I don't like olives. (laughs) on <laughs> on <Olive> hater opinion <laughs> alright sorry sorry for interrupting well, I'm not really sorry um, continue
2: yeah so I want to start off by saying that um, this game would have the highest chance of being my favourite Saints Row game if it wasn't for all the fucking glitches that caused me to restart missions or quit out of the game to reset the game state um, it's, it's been a great time but also extremely frustrating to play through uh, some of the funny we've had some. Uh, so I've been playing this cult with Trinity. Um, we got it for our birthdays to play together. Now that um, we've gone through all the other Saints Row games, and yeah, we've had some funny glitches that pop up. Like um, I've just completely disappeared from her game world, but I was still interacting with all the objects somehow. So a a ghost would just be driving a car around in her world for some reason, and yeah. It's really hard to explain why this happened. I have no idea. It's just really stupid. There's also other frustrating ones like uh, just for no reason at all. The uh, co op partner icon will just disappear from your mini map in your large map, so you can't track where the other person is. And the world is very large, so you can. Uh, it's really hard to actually try and track them down. I've found that uh, when they get downed and you revive them, that will bring the icon back up. So it's just a Madrov, of like hey uh go, go get down to just draw some aggro and then let me revive you and then that'll fix up the map
1: so basically if you played the game alone as god intended then you would have no glitches <laughs> yeah then it would be fine yeah
2: <laughs> no i'm sure there'd still be a lot of glitches because some of them are like mission based like um enemies spawning in the wrong spot of the map so there was a mission we had to do where the reward was getting a sniper rifle and uh um, you don't get a sniper before that point. <laughs> so um, you go in, you take out some enemies that come up in front of you. Then there's supposed to be a bunch that come up from your rear, but they kept spawning on top of the bridge above where they're meant to come in. And since you don't have a sniper, you can't snipe them from where you are. And if this game is really strict about um, the mission zones. So if you try to go out to go around to where they are on top of the highway, there's a good chance you'll arm uh, you'll end the mission from timeout. We only just managed to do that because uh, Trin had a motorbike with infinite boost to just slightly beat the timer by like one second.
3: Gotta go fast. Yeah,
0: Sounds like Super it improved fast. your gameplay experience, actually. Uh, Beating a timer by one second is kind of hype. It, it is, right.
2: but also frustrating when it's your third time doing that mission. Skill issue? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> the, same, the same thing. I've, um,
0: I've definitely had a glitch like that before uh, in it was either four or get out of hell where uh shit would just it it told me that shit was spawning like that there were that there were sexy minions in my area to kill but uh, i don't know where it spawned them because the dots were on my minimap but i couldn't i couldn't leave the building cuz it would time the mission out and i couldn't find them in the building so i just had to kind of save reload and retry for like probably 15 to 20 minutes before they finally spawned somewhere that i could actually see and attack them so uh, I guess it's nice to know that even even the Saints Row reboot has the same old problems.
2: Yep. Uh, yeah, this uh, this new one, uh, I'm gl- there's one glitch I'm glad that they've solved. It's the uh, the good old-fashioned insurance fraud glitch where, for some reason, the game just does not spawn uh, vehicles in Saints Row 3, 4, and get out of hell. It was super frustrating to try and do those missions uh, in co-op. They fixed it in this game, and in some cases, they've made it better because you can cause traffic jams. So you, you get your adrenaline boost going, and you just start bouncing over cars the one spot and just rack up millions of dollars in insurance.
0: Nice. I can't wait for you to talk about how you've managed to afford part of a house with all that insurance fraud.
2: Uh we own a church at the moment. Does that count?
3: Yeah, thought, like a call of the lamb. Yeah,
0: everything I was thinking, comes I, full I circle. Church, church was. Wait, are you going for my you going for my tax exempt any percent run?
2: Uh... I, I, I refuse to elaborate. I'm out of here.
0: <laughs> Bro, it's a yes or no question.
2: <laughs> what did your hey, therapist buddy. tell you about turn those? Back, turn back
0: to last week episode. Um, yeah, what did your no, therapist that's...
2: tell you last week about those? <laughs> ha- have you talked to them since?
0: Yes. See, that was a yes or no question. Exactly. Uh, that's cool. So, um, I guess, g- give us a bit more. Like, you gave us the sort of hour, hour-long first impressions last week. So, does it... I guess in, in the in the broadest possible sense, does this feel like a Saints Row game?
2: Yes, it it feels like a good middle point between Saints Row 2 and 3 in terms of tone. And it's pretty close to 3 in terms of activities and what you're doing around the world. There's a few things that they've added in extra, like wingsuit missions and um, drug smuggling runs. But yeah, in terms of like the game itself, it, it does feel like a good su- successor to... The, uh, the Saints Row franchise, it feels like a good direction to take the series after what they've done with Saints Row 4. Like, Saints Row 4 went over the top. This feels like a good return back to the ground a little bit.
0: So, returning back to the ground, does that mean that there are still pieces of absurdity, like in Saints Row 3? Or is it much more grounded than that?
2: Yeah, no, there's still pieces of absurdity, like um, you being a one-man killing machine jumping onto fighter planes to get this... Um, uh, to get this drug lord, uh, uh, villain, and just go on a crusade against him. There's an entire quest line that's based around it. Um, Mad Max larping, and it, <laughs> <laughs> and you get weapons <laughs> based on it. And they're, they're like, oh yeah. So pretty much everyone in the city is into the into this. Like you you shoot them and they'll they'll react to it. Don't worry about it. The entire city knows about the larping event. Everyone's taking part of it. Um, so yeah, go ham.
0: These bullets feel like hollow points.
2: They <laughs> they kind. I think they're supposed to be like um just nerf darts basically. But they also yeah. have a lot of fun with those. in like um so in the combat in this game, you've got like the um the special kills. Like uh in Saints Row Three, you'd have things like you'd run up to someone and do like a DDT or like a surf yeah, on yeah. their body type of attack. Um they've integrated <laughs> those into the um. Into the gameplay loop this time around, it's now a one-time use and it goes onto a charger, and when you use it, it uh, heals up uh, any damage you've taken. And And they have a lot of elaborate animations for them, some of them based on um wrestling moves, some of them based on like John Wick type of, um, kills. But when you're in your LARPing at, um, at scenario, it's stuff like um, you're fake punching people in the guts and they're all like reacting like they're getting hits. Or you do the um, Indiana Jones uh, heart grip out and you just like grab their chest and pull away acting like you've taken their heart out. Um, it's, it's a lot that's, of stupid fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's actually, I, I almost like that more on knowing that, it, that they're trying to get close to absurdity without making it over the top. Yeah, no, it, it's, it actually makes it seem more endearing that they got that close, but intentionally.
2: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a lot of um tongue-in-cheek fun this time around without going too over the top. And, like, um, yeah, Saints Row 4 was, like, super over the top. Aliens invading, get, Earth gets blown up. It, it's just balls-to-the-wall absurdity. This one's much more grounded in, like, yeah, no, we're going to make jokes and we're going to act like the entire world is in on the joke.
0: I never even uh, asked, but I'm assuming the new Saints Row wasn't in fact banned in Australia like Saints Row 4 was.
2: It was not, no. You, you can easily get it here. I didn't know Saints Row 4 was banned in Australia.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Other games have been banned in Australia for no fucking reason. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I know a lot have, but I didn't know that Saints Row 4 was one of them.
0: Well, I mean, look at, look, look at the state of your government for the past 10 years. You're telling me that you want to add being able to play Saints Row 4 to that fucking dumpster fire? Yeah, probably
3: for the best. Saints Row Four isn't a good game. Yeah, Saints Row Four would have
2: distracted from uh, the uh, the Morrison years. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I guess I guess when that
1: game came out, it would have been turnball years. Probably, yeah. We would not have missed the giant backstabbing, but yeah.
3: Yeah. Let's not yeah. talk about Australian
1: politics <laughs> on a podcast that's international. <laughs> eh?
0: So, what have you been up to this
1: week? What <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, weather we having, eh? Have so a nice what are you
0: this week? Oh, it's not my job, mate. I don't know those. <laughs> So, uh, another, so I guess it's, it's interesting that we have the kind of tongue in cheek humor on that side because one, so I'm going to compare everything to Saints Row 3 because that's just my favorite Saints Row game. Yeah, no, and, that's also and,
2: like my entry point. I played Saints Row 2 before, but I was like yeah. over 10 years ago, I don't remember too much of that game. Yeah. <laughs> and while and, Saints and Row 3 through Get Out of Hell are very fresh in memory for me.
0: Yeah. And, and in some ways, even beyond my favorite Saints Row game, Saints Row 3 is probably just one of my favorite games overall. Um, just in terms of I look back on it with my rose tinted glasses with very favorable opinions but within that they uh, maybe this plays into a little bit more of the absurdity so they had uh, well there were a few tracks on Saints Row 3 that were just absolute bangers so gotta ask about that and then also they made a big deal on the weapon customization and weapon upgrade trees. I think I'm thinking of Saints Row 3 when I say that and not Saints Row 4 but I'd be curious basically
2: a copy paste of freeze I think
0: yeah okay cool that that's sort of what I thought so if if the game is now more grounded and taking itself more seriously than the over the top balls to the wall Saints Row 4 is there still the same kind of weapon upgrade flexibility and mechanics or does that also have to be more grounded for it to kind of keep the aesthetic of what the reboot's going for? Okay. And also was the soundtrack a banger.
2: Okay, so I'll answer uh, okay, since you ended with it. Um the soundtrack um there's uh, there's music unlocks in the game, so I can't comment 100% just yet. I haven't heard any like 80s hype tracks which has been a bummer so far.
3: Wait, Whoa, whoa, whoa hang on. You uh, music unlocks? What?
2: Yeah, um as you go through you can unlock more music to put into your um playlist. Um I've heard that there's uh Trancy told me that there was a mission later on where are, uh, you start your own radio station, and that might play into it a little bit. So,
3: <laughs> wait. So hang on. So it's so it's like a you got to go to a shop and spend money or something. No, no, so it's uh, through
2: it... mission unlocks. Oh,
0: strange.
2: yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, that,
3: that
0: doesn't sit right with me. That doesn't. Imagine, imagine playing, imagine sinking more playtime into a game just so you can hear more.
2: <laughs> yeah, one of them. One yeah. of them was um I can't remember the name of the music track at right off the top of my head. I'm sorry, but um uh there there was a mission where uh music track played as you were doing a prison breakout and it, that unlocks that music track after uh, finishing it. So it kind of like hit the song from you on the radio until after you had finished a mission where it played uh, in gameplay. Hmm. Yeah, there's there's good songs in there. Um, Not a ton I'm familiar with at the moment. Um, hey, while- did we do album of the week? We didn't, no.
1: I do not have an album of the week because I slept until now. <laughs>
2: Mm. Um, one I can point at the like right off the top of my head is um at that they have um sound of the police in there,
3: like the uh, wheel wheel. In the yeah, place? yeah. Is that a the police? Yep. Yeah. I do not know that song.
2: <laughs> um, no, that that's is a that's a, a hootie good Who? song. What was that?
1: Is there a hootie hoo in the background?
2: I think so, actually. Nope. Yeah, that that song was really good, and that plays like during the tutorial mission where they're teaching you how to swipe police cars. Because they they make they made um getaways a little more um, uh gameplay oriented this time around I guess like um instead of just driving and trying to outrun people you can actually sideswipe people and knock them into the road and ev- cars have health bars now before they blow up.
3: I do not think I've heard that sound of the
0: police song. I just looked it up. I do not think. Is
2: um, No. Yeah. It
0: <laughs> Someone's right. never been in trouble with the law before.
3: Got oh. two shoes over here? Yeah, goddamn! I'm a law-abiding citizen. I am a good boy. <laughs> there is <laughs> nothing. There is nothing worse so, than, than when you're working. Me,
0: there's nothing worse than me shoplifting from my local and hearing a cop pull up and blipping the siren and it plays whoop whoop. This is the sound of the police. <laughs> <laughs> whoop
2: whoop. Oody-hoo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Happen. So I I wouldn't say it's a banger for me. Um. It's it's good. There's a lot of good stuff it's in there. It's a banger
0: for someone.
2: It's a banger for someone, yes. And I, I hope that eventually I find some good
1: 80s music in there. 80s hair metal and hair rock.
0: I like that like, it was like,
1: is there good music? And you're like, I haven't heard 80s music, so no. There's nothing 80s. There's nothing 90s. And then he, and and he
0: honourably <laughs> mentions Whoop Whoop. Yeah.
1: yeah. There's nothing 40 years old, so I'm not interested in it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Give me that or give me Nickelback. (laughs) I agree with you, but half the the people that listen just went, what the fuck is wrong with him?
2: The other half agree with me and know that I'm speaking the truth.
0: Why are you booing me? I'm right.
2: (laughs) Nickelback sells millions. You
0: all love them. Stop acting like you don't. And sp- and speaking to the other point the the like weapon yeah. upgrade how do they ha- how do they handle weapons basically Um
2: weapons are hands. Uh, like with their hands
0: Hey Wow Got it twice Um got uh, Whoop, whoop. this is the sound of the shut the fuck up So upgrades are on its tier
2: now instead of like the incremental way they were in Saints Row 3 so Saints Row 3 you could go like oh let- let's upgrade the accuracy the clip size the damage add reload speed you do those in all separate slots. These are like, here's tier one, tier two, and tier three upgrades. Uh, same with cars. Um, But uh, they go further into letting you visually customize things. So you can uh, um, paint different types of uh, different elements of it. You can put uh different types of stickers and graffiti on it or decals. Um. Some of them have body mods set for them, so instead of an RPG, I, they showed it in a trailer. Um, I have a guitar case that shoots rockets out of it instead.
1: When you said you could upgrade cars, are they, like, actual cars? Like, are you getting, like, a stage 3 Supra? Uh,
2: not actual actual cars. No, but... <laughs> Why'd you say like, it like that? Because it's, oh, holy
1: shit, is that a Supra?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're vehicles made up for the game based on real life, like, body types.
1: Uh, so they don't have to pay for the, uh, the licensing fees. I see yeah.
2: yeah. Um, also speaking of vehicles, um, a lot of people were really upset about the, um, the name of the mechanic in these games being changed from, um, Rim Jobs to Jim Robs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at first I was also a little upset about that because Rim Jobs is such a good name. But no, yeah. um, they actually go with, uh, with an uh, inside joke itself with why this is called Jim Robbs. Um, you, you actually It's actually owned by a guy named uh, J.R. Jim Robs, and his entire uh, business practice is he's a, uh, a chop shop. He just steals, he gets you to steal other people's uh, cars so he can sell off the parts himself.
0: I don't know, man. Inflation's high. Mighty uncertain geopolitical climate. I, I, I understand, really. Don't believe me, Google Inflation
2: Rule 34. Don't listen to Stephen about Googling anything. <laughs> don't believe me. <laughs> Google Stephen Rule 34.
3: Definitely Please don't. don't. Do that. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm going to Google that right now.
0: No, find like find your the evening own evening OnlyFans thing.
2: page that you're not running.
0: Oh, you're no, not Steve. Running on it's, 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 it's just Stephen in a white suit, perhaps it's, it's, from it's, several it's... years ago. <laughs> it's um steven universe
3: i I said it would be steven universe there you go uh that's it i'm truly cursed yeah Uh, (laughs) truly cursed
2: yeah uh there's a couple more gameplay things i want to quickly touch on um they introduce this new thing called focus in the in the, the combat for this game so the better you do the more you fill up a special meter but if you get hits then it gets deteriorated um these can be used to do special moves um which are my favorite ones so far have been, hey, the first one you unlock is uh, for one bar of focus, uh, you attach a grenade to someone and then throw them into a group of people. And that has been insanely useful the entire game so far because it, you can use it to just take out a group of like three people, no problem. Um, another really useful one has been, hey, just turn this on and for like the next 20 seconds, uh, any damage you deal will heal you and your co-op partner. So that's been very good. Um they also changed how leveling up works in these games? Well, not changed how it works, but how what rewards you get based off them. So, in Saints Row 3, maybe Saints Row 2, I'm not too sure. Um whenever you leveled up, it would unlock more um uh, more customization points you could do so like you'd t- at higher levels you could take less damage overall or uh put the money into more uh gun damage instead or more stamina and you had like that type of freedom of choice in how you grew uh based on how much money you had uh in this game is a static level up so like at level one you'll unlock one thing level two you'll unlock like a health upgrade level 10 you'll unlock more focus and blah 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 until you reach cap so that that they've made that more static but i feel like they've done I feel like they've done that, um, on purpose, and I don't mind that change all too much. So, um, they- With- with Uh, they do more for your money goes towards your criminal empire, which is where you, um, build, uh, build facilities around the city to unlock more activities and make more money that way.
0: With that in mind, then, are you, uh, do you, based on what you've played so far, think that you hit a stage where you just become a god- because, like, Saints Row 3 endgame was kind of comical in that you just became so overpowered with upgrades. You, that, you eventually like,
2: unlock an ability where you take no damage.
0: Yeah, okay, exactly. You, wait, wait, you mean for Saints Row 3? In Saints I'm pretty Row 3 sure that to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that is that also carried over? Or? No,
2: I haven't seen anything like that in this game so far. You, it seems as uh, enemies seem to scale with you pretty well. Like, not not like they scale themselves, but the type of enemies you run into scale with, like, how much you should be leveled by that point in the game. So they bring in. Interesting. They bring in a couple of higher tier enemies. Some have armor that you need to take out. And then just in general, the gangs aren't as good as the privatized military enemies that are in the game.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah. Which just I guess, like in real you know, life. If, if you really think about it, probably makes sense.
2: Yeah. But yeah, um, the last point I want to touch on is um, I actually really like the characters in this game. Uh, the only one I'm kind of air on is, um, is your friend Eli because he's, um, he's the tropey black nerd friend of the group um, that's kind of played out at this point. But, oh, the guy
0: from Watch Dogs 2?
2: Yeah, uh, or the guy from NesD Classified.
1: Is the one that you are angry at me for not knowing? Wait, do you not know NesD Classified? No, I know the show. I didn't know the person huh, I
2: don't remember this conversation ever coming up.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Neither. It, must been, it, it, it must have been on your other podcast. Yeah, yeah cool. He took the, I yeah, I was, was going to say that.
2: Man, he barely shows up to this podcast. I don't see him running <laughs> too. <laughs> um, yeah, but he, he's also the guy that introduces you to the LARPing questline, and it, so I kind of forgive him for that. Also, something I really like about the LARPing questline is um, your commanding officer when you were working for the uh, private military group. She's really into larping as well. Um, she's like queen shit of it. She's going for the crown big time. And so your entire reason for going into the larping quest because when you, it's it's kind of like the the um the Christmas missions in Central 04 where the boss at the beginning is like, nah, fuck this, it's so stupid. I I don't want any any part of Christmas or larping or anything. But then they find a reason to get into it, and like once they're invested in it, they go all in. They start really enjoying it. Um and yeah, so your entire reason for joining the Larping crew is because you just want to fuck with your command, your former commanding officer, because she was a huge bitch to you for like free missions. And so yeah, Eli's Eli's just okay. Uh, the commanding officer as a villain is pretty good as well. Um, your other two friends are Nina and Kevin. Uh, Kevin, you'd assume is a douchebag if I just described him as. Uh, he's a a DJ that's always shirtless and he really loves breakfast. So just based on that, you'd think he's a douchebag. Wait,
0: (laughs) no way. You know who else is shirtless and really loves breakfast? You? Kevin the Minion. Uh... Are you saying that one of the side characters in Saints Row is a minion?
3: No. God, no. (laughs) What what their opinion on bananas? (laughs) He really likes waffles.
0: Hmm. What about Gru though? See, so a fan of Gru?
2: They, they've never mentioned Gru, but they do like um, Spanish Telenova.
3: I
0: don't know what that means. Um, Spanish Telenova. It doesn't understand the relevance.
3: Oh. Telemundo. Oh. Okay, this means. All right.
2: But yeah, um, Ke- Kevin's like a huge sweetheart. He was. Uh, um, you find out uh, pretty early in the game that he was a uh, foster kid and uh, oh, man, oh spoilers, my god, just
0: like the minion <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs>
2: and, and you do easy. you do a mission where you go to um, a, a fre- minion you go to Freckle Bitches to get a um, a returning toy that has been around for 20 years and you
1: Freckle Bitches
2: yeah the burger chain <laughs> in the game is called Freckle Bitches <laughs> for Wendy's oh my god yeah. <laughs> uh, then, uh, okay that's funny it, I'm pretty sure it's been that way since the first Saints Row as well. <laughs> that's fucking excellent.
3: <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny.
2: Oh. Um, yeah. yeah. So he he wants that toy, and um, uh, another gang's like stolen an entire shipment of it because they're they're against capitalism. So they're like, "No, nah, this, <laughs> this is capitalistic greed. We're going to take it for ourselves." Um, so you you get to the shipment of toys and. Uh, um you're like see you uh, you've got like fifty thousand of these toys now you you can be happy and he's like no i only needed one uh later on i'm just gonna dress up as santa and go to the foster home and give the rest to a bunch of needy kids so he, he wow uh, deep kevin down, the minion
0: he's... definitely wouldn't do that
2: so deep down kevin's a sweetheart even though i'm <laughs> you, going from... to strangle you <laughs> and and, Nina's... You need to stop. Uh, and nina she's just really cool in general she's um she's a team mechanic um the gang that she came from originally are all about cars and um, car culture, and um, yeah, she she gets uh, She gets done really dirty, and um, get, has a few badass moments. So yeah, the casting in this game is pretty good. Like they they're not Johnny Gat levels, but they're they're, yeah, they're not that bad. Has
0: to be the, nat- the that has to be the natural question. I like right, them. But I like them better than Shaundi and Pierce. Interesting. Shaundi, I can understand, but Pierce.
2: I didn't really like Pierce.
0: Pierce. Pierce with the Japanese energy drink uh, slam dunkerino, uh super commercial. I forget what the actual thing was. Saint's Flow. Yeah, Saint's, Saints Flow. Flo. The energy drink.
2: Sa- Sa- okay, the now, Saint's Flow stuff was pretty good, but Pierce always pissed me off in missions because he went down every five seconds. Okay. Fair.
0: Good. <laughs>
2: Valid. <laughs> it's like you can't continue the mission because a partner is down. It's fucking Pierce, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, no. True. Um Overall, I've been really enjoying the game. It's like it, 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 I, I'm going to say a 7 out of 10 because of the glitches, it'd easily be like a 9 out of 10 for me.
0: With more polish?
2: With more polish, yeah.
0: Mm. Okay, and, interesting.
2: Yeah, overall I feel like the Saints Row games hit at like an 8 out of 10 in general so this being like one point above really does a lot of wonders I feel like.
0: True. I highly uh, recommend when,
2: after a couple of patches fix it.
0: Hopefully they do. Thank you for that Seth. Uh, finally around the lounge for this week. I think finally. Well, I guess second finally because as Steve alluded to uh, there is no Josh's Album of the Week sponsored by Ford Truck Month. Well, actually shit, it's a different it month. It's
1: a new month. Sponsored by September. Get your step Spons- in.
3: I thought
0: sponsored it was sponsored st- by Ford Step Month. Sponsored by
3: Super Nuts September. by my stepdad. Oh no, Step Podcast. What are you doing?
2: Please don't do that.
0: That's going to be a treat for future SEP to edit. Uh, yeah. And then uh, finally, I think, uh, for around the lunch for this week, we have What Remains of Edith Finch. Steve, yeah, take it away. Okay. Um. Hmm. What What did remain of Edith Finch? Uh, not a lot. Not what? a lot.
3: No. Um, did, did My you man doesn't again? understand the story. What do you mean? It, okay. So let's let's start at the beginning. Um, what Remains of Edith Finch is a video game wow <laughs> and that's all I have to say about would have
1: thought that one fuck uh,
3: tell me so, more so essentially uh what remains of Edith Finch is a interactive story that uh takes place um at this the Finch's household and uh, the Finch's household is this weird a house that just has had like rooms cobbled on together, and it's very Howl's Moving Castle esque. Uh, and essentially, what's going on is uh, I'm like, oh, do we care if we spoil it? Probably not. No, um, it's quite, quite old, yeah, it's it, it, it's old, old. Yeah, it's a fairly old I think. Yeah, 2017. Hey 2017. Yeah.
1: yeah, although it only uh, released
3: two years ago on the Switch, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm 2019 for the Switch. Um, Three years ago, then. 2022 for the Xbox Series X, S and X, which is what I played it on because it's on Game Pass, but it's less Game Passy actually, but it's not on Game Pass anymore. So there's uh, sorry, fellas. Pretty cheap it's, game mm, there. Hmm. Is it a game? Mm, let's leave that to the end. Oh. So <laughs> essentially, essentially, what it is is you are going and exploring this house, um, and there's like a narration from Edith Finch and it's sort of like Edith Finch telling a story of when she explored the house after she came back to it from running away and you as a player character are uh listening to the 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 words that Edith is telling you and they are sort of interacting with the world and the world is like uh so for example one of the things that Edith says is oh mum boarded up uh great grandma's um room I had to find another way around. So I was like, okay, I know I can't go through the door. I have to go outside and go through the wall. Um, or go through a window or something. And it's a lot like that. And you're sort of piecing together this curse. And I mean, curses and it's just loosely bad luck. And no, luck,
4: I
1: mean, so there's bad luck and then there's consistent bad luck, which I would call what? a curse.
3: But, it, but it's not like a curse. in like, oh no, there are zombies you got to fight off or, or spirits. You got to like punch in the head. It's like a, a bad luck and you're sort of finding out how a lot of the, like the, the finches as a clan family group, something like that, how they sort of came about in their story. And they uh, I'll, I'll give it credit when you were interacting with those stories, it does play like a mini game is a strong word, but there is a, di- it's a different section. So in the, in the main sections to get to the rooms, you're Uh, pretty much walking Uh, there's no running you don't walk fast there's no climbing you're walking very slow walking some might say it's a walking simulator i am one of those people but then you get to certain rooms and you can play like an interactive it's more interactive it's no longer a walking simulator like there's one section when you're essentially playing as a, a a cat like stray uh, and you're pretty much just sort of going across like trees and then you turn into an eagle and you got to catch mice and then there's another video uh, sorry then another the, another section when you're playing as a baby and you're sort of like just playing with the water to do things uh and then like you can pretty much tell the baby's drowning but like because it's the baby sort of like imagining like it's a different world the baby sort of goes like underwater and it's sort of like this underwater world, but you as the player can sort of be like, isn't this pretty fucked up? Um, yeah, that, that part hit a bit. That part hits different.
4: <laughs> mm. Mm.
3: But it's, the, the narrative is there. I'll give it that. And the way it tells the narrative is pretty good. Like the words that uh, Edith say, like she'll, she'll only say like a sentence or two and it will come up on like the walls or as part of a feature um, in the room you're in. So that, and that looks really cool. But I don't know, like it, it always felt like I was just sort of like waiting for the next thing. And then you get to a next room, you'd find out the story of something and the story would be incredibly short. And I was like, oh, okay, that's it. Like, so you'd, it'd take you out like five or 10 minutes because it's very slow to get somewhere. And then the story would be like two or three minutes. And it's like, oh, okay, is that it? Back to walking, I guess. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I am very glad I didn't pay for it. Uh, but then you pay with your time, you most value your resource. So I, <laughs> I guess that makes fools of us all. It's a very short game. It is very short. And I think that does it a favor. Not in a sense of, oh, I want this to be over. Yeah, in the, I mean, in a sense of it doesn't overstay its welcome. Because if this game was like any longer, I'd be like, all right, I'm done. Like, it, I reckon it's like probably like the perfect length. Any shorter would feel like that wasn't enough. Any longer, I was like, all right, get to the point. You're wasting my life. Right. It, it, it's like only like two and a half, three hours, probably even less. Uh, there were a um, couple of times I where think... I paused it to take a nap. Yeah, um, I don't think it was
1: longer than... I, I played it in a single night by accident, like without realizing it was going to be the end of the game. Yeah, you yeah, could it was, so. it was like four or
3: five hours maybe, total, mm. for me. I think I probably... Because well, I, I knew, because before I start every game, I always go on howlongtobeat.com to sort of see how long the game is. To see is. how long
0: you have to 100% yeah. it. Uh, I,
3: I try not to look at the 100% once, because some of it's like, okay, the main story, 10 hours, uh, 100% 45. I'm like, I'm not 100%ing it. <laughs> I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. I get a 100% hour, of but, this
1: game. There was You could get this um, very, uh, not like, in an easy way, 100%.
3: One playthrough for sure. Yeah, and you, de- you definitely could. Like, it's... Um, You'd probably do one playthrough and be like, okay, that's cool. Go back and do it again. Maybe it's one of those things that I probably should have played it in one go because I played it over like three or four. Like I'd play for like half an hour, an hour and be like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. And maybe that, that probably doesn't do it justice. But then at the same time, if you played it in one afternoon, I'd be like, oh, is that it? Yeah,
0: but- I, I finished it. I have half the achievements and I have three hours of playtime.
3: I'm pretty sure I have hmm.
0: all the achievements. Um,
3: but I think, I, yeah, I spent maybe five hours or something. Yeah, it's probably because you get the second playthrough to, to get the achievements. You've got one tab with the, the YouTube video to get it. Um, but that's fine. if, if it's, it's not a bad game, but it is not a traditional game. And it, maybe, is this the, the time when we get philosophical about what a video game
0: actually is?
3: No, because think, you keep
0: trying to do that, and I'm so burnt by it uh, at this point. I think... Rats. The,
1: <laughs> the, the game to me that I feel like maybe maybe you didn't describe particularly well um, actually funny enough it's it's Enapurna, which is um the the guys that did stray so you know published this too very similar oh, style of game a so, oh it's those
3: guys no it isn't. it's um
1: it's uh, giant but... sparrow published by Annapurna.
3: Oh, yeah true yeah, yeah i got the wikipedia page up now okay interesting
1: um so the, the game so to talk a little bit more about what the game actually is other than just calling it a walking simulator it it is pretty much a walking simulator, but basically you're you're playing as a character, like you said, going through the house. But the house has this, uh, I guess, sort of gamified concept of uh, your your whole story is that you're trying to find out how each one of your family members died. And whenever a family member died, they would lock up their room and leave it as like a state in time kind of thing. So your your main character is basically going through, filling in these sort of like mini games and figure out what happened to some of the characters um and also outside of these mini games going through the house and progressing and trying to figure out how to get into the next room blah 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 blah. so there's a little bit of a puzzle element to it nothing difficult but it is the there.
3: puzzle element is very it's, generous it is but there well, is that like, is like it's not like a um have to go around the corner like it's yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. some of them are like so- somewhat interesting but um to the game by and large is defined by its like mini games basically um i don't remember how many family members there were exactly but there was so it was there's more than the,
3: a regular the, family <laughs> There's about like uh eight or nine but it it's yeah. like like great
2: jesus christ oh okay yeah. it does, if it's yeah. including great grandparents and stuff then yeah sure
1: yeah, yeah. um but there, yeah there was quite a few and where the game really holds its strength to me is that as you go through the mini games each one of them focus on, obviously, uh, the certain ways that characters die, but they also swap up the music, they swap up the art style, they swap up the controls, they swap up everything that you would known to be this game, which, when I went back to look at it, um, the way that they developed the game was basically creating a whole bunch of mini-games as, like, passion projects, and then creating, like, a science fiction story to go through and connect all these together. Um, that's how the game, the game came about. So, like... To uh, me going okay. through well, and like playing like the, the the one that really sticks out in my mind, or well, actually the two. Um well actually the the baby one was very, very, very good. Like you said, it would just sort of hit hard. Um, yeah,
3: and you sort of like, okay, what's it doing with this? And it's like, oh, okay. And You're mm-hmm. like, oh no. <laughs> Wait a minute.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, the one where you're playing is the guy that has uh, like depression and he's like cutting the, the fish, uh, the heads off the fish while he's working and he basically has like oh, schizophrenic he's, he's uh, uh, like, daydreams sort of thing It goes into his own yeah, world. He just,
3: he's hating the mundane of his life so he gets his own world. That was, that was fantastically that done. Was That's my favourite part of the entire game and it was very good how it sort of told the story through like a letter from the psychologist. Yeah. Um, that was fantastic and like it, that, that is definitely the best part of the game. It is by and far the, the best part of the, the game. The way it tells that story as well, it's like you start on a boat and then you're walking and then uh, you're going up some stairs. Like, that is, that is a fantastic way. And that's probably one of the longer it mini is, games, yeah. if that's the word you want to use. And, and I think um, that's the last one as well.
1: It It is, yeah. It is the last one, I'm pretty sure. The other one that really sticks out to me just because of its uh, art and music and the, the direction that they took for it. So the, the, the fish bun that we were just talking about is like a top-down mini game where you're kind of like acting as a boat and then uh you you sail your way through waters and a story unfolds basically um well on half the, the screen and
3: the other half of the screen you're like cutting fish and like putting, yeah you're like cutting fish there. to
1: continue in the in the game which is your actual job in in the in the life as this character um the baby one you uh transform into the different animals and stuff right so oh wait, no that was molly molly transformed into different animals the baby one you're like underwater and stuff and yeah you're, you're underwater. And you're like, sort things. of
3: like following um and like bringing things together yeah so those those ones were
1: engaging because of the way they were told the other one that really stuck out and sort of hit every sort of spot for me was the one where um i don't remember what the character's name was because i played a couple years ago but it was like the science fiction horror story one where they basically put it into like like a comic book style and they have um
3: uh uh, barbara i think and she's
1: she's the
3: the child actress and she's famous for her scream yeah she gets older and she's like no one we don't care anymore you've lost your scream and it it does play it as like a a comic book that is that that was artistically very good yes Um, the story not so much yeah (laughs) i didn't get it um the
1: yeah i i I just think that like the the overall story is is quite good as well because there's a twist at the end i'm not sure if you picked up on um I, i don't know if they make it deliberately known or not um which you know, it's a, it's it's we'll just spoil it, but basically at the end of the 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 game, you find out that you're not actually playing as Edith. Um yeah, you're, you're playing, playing as her son.
3: Yeah, because Edith yeah, died because she dies childbirth, in childbirth yeah. and yeah. sort of
1: continues on the curse. Yeah. Um. And ah, you, the, the of so the...
2: you're what remains of Edith. Exactly. That's what you're like. What remains? You're, you're like you're not much. I'm like,
3: oh, someone didn't fucking understand. <laughs> yeah. No. It's, uh, it's, it's, I didn't know if we were actually going to state that, but no, that does complete the circle. And you're like, oh, that's what remains of Edith been.
1: Yeah. Um, but Mm. the, the clashing art styles, clashing, like, um, music throughout the game, the gameplay elements that swap up at every opportunity is just what really kept me involved in it. And the overall themes of like, um, mental illness, mostly, um, really, really hit hard. So I think it was an excellent game. I'd honestly give it a 10.
3: Yeah. I wouldn't give it a 10. Actually, I think. What if you could run, Steve? Would you give it more if you could run? Unironically, probably yes. Like those, <laughs> the, path, the, the path between the uh, mini games, I guess is what we're, the word we're going
0: for. I, I cannot believe. I cannot. Guys, hear me out. Steve, the little fucking high horse riding shit that he is, on, on this, the blessed day that is September, shits <laughs> on a game that prioritizes getting the steps in with the boys. And goes but if I could run it would be more.
3: But if you but yeah, exactly, you can go you go twice as far in half the time, so you get twice as many steps. I don't think you it get, would half get half as, as many steps actually. You get half as many steps in yeah, I mean,
4: twice
2: a time. That that seems less go, efficient.
3: Hmm. No, but you go twice as long, I mean. You know what? It's called step timber, not walk timber, not run timber.
2: Stephen, what do you do <laughs> with what what do you take when you're walking?
0: His time.
3: Uh,
2: my phone i walked walked into that one
0: sometimes clothes (laughs) Um, sometimes
2: (laughs) Sometimes. not when you ran out on the street today
3: no um Um, happy birthday suit but yeah no i i'd give it an eight look i don't want to sort of spend too much time drawing on this game
0: no um um, i want patrick's score though um so (laughs) i this sounds really dumb this was the second so i played this and i played gone home i don't remember which order but they were in fairly quick succession well, and simulators, my dude. yeah well that that's the thing is that gone home uh someone uh someone told me you should play gone home you would really enjoy it and i had been on i don't think it was a horror game streak but i assumed that i think i've told this story on the podcast before but um, but I assumed that because the start of Gone Home is like it's thunderstorming down, you need to get into the house, all that stuff. I assumed it was a horror game for the first hour. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I think did all, of, all, all all of the environment led me to believe that it was a horror game. I don't remember if I played what remains of Edith Finch before or after that, but uh for the first maybe not hour for what remains of Edith Finch, uh, just because it's such a short game. But for the first for the first couple of rooms that I passed through, I just my my fucking dumbass like while at uni dealing with like uni papers and stuff uh didn't have the mental capacity to realize that the rooms that i was in was kind of exploring their deaths and it was only i don't remember whose it was but it was i remember i remember walter in the bunker but i don't remember if there was someone else before them where they made it explicitly clear that they died and i was like Oh, does this mean? And then connected that—that's what had been happening with everyone else. Oh like halfway through the game, too. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess what I'm saying is, I I didn't experience it quote unquote properly, just because I wasn't in the right state of mind to understand what the game was trying to do. But even in that state, I still enjoyed what I played, and I still, even now, like I I remember Walter in the bunker. I remember the the twist at the end. I remember. Going through the little like uh, like crawl spaces and hidey holes and stuff that uh, was built in for the kids, I, I think I hope that's true. Maybe this is a different game than I'm thinking know, but I remember enough of what is otherwise a very short three hour blip and you miss it game that it had to have been impactful on me in some way. So yeah, I guess uh, just on the back that, uh, on the back of me remembering bits of it like I do and the fondness that I have for what I remember playing of it. Yeah, probably eight, eight and a half for what it was trying to do. Does it have problems? Sure. But uh, I'm also not really sure how to judge a walking simulator because it's not really the sort of game that I play. Yeah. But yeah, eight eight to eight and a half, I'd say, from from my end.
3: The the problem thing that might uh, either activate the almond or get you really uh, riled up about this game is what you expect going into it. Like if you have literally no clue what you're coming into, which- would be very hard to after listening to my thoughts in this podcast. <laughs> I <laughs> you didn't might know have... what I
1: was going into, which probably helped, honestly.
3: Yeah, mm. that's because yeah, because I definitely knew it was, a, it was a walking simulator. I didn't know exactly. I thought it was going to be more towards the the gone home type of just interacting with the world, rating things, etc. I didn't think it'd be yeah. mini game things, and that's well, probably that, why that's... I clicked with those much more than I did the rest of the world.
0: Well, that that's the thing is that on on the same breath, I. I almost enjoyed the hour and a bit that I spent first going through Gone Home, treating it like a horror game, because once once the mystery was lifted and then I realized it was a walking step, because I went into both of these not knowing anything about them. I just got told, you should play them, you'd enjoy them. That was it. That was all I got. And so uh, me playing Gone Home for what it was, it was fine, but it was fairly forgettable because the themes didn't resonate, me with, uh, resonate with me that much. But I remember a lot more of What Remains of Eda Finch and I think that has to be for some reason. So I think between the two of them What Remains of Eda Finch is stronger for me personally at least.
3: Yeah, and it's, it's definitely got, in my opinion anyway it's got, it, What Remains of Eda Finch has a much better narrative um, and the way it tells that narrative as well it's much more cohesive and it is linear it's like you can't uh, jump I don't around. That, no. um, but that's I don't really care about that is an illusion anyway. Um. But yeah, four mains of Edith Finch. Eight out of ten. I'd recommend if you do. If people are interested. I would recommend not paying more than ten dollars, or I guess. Yeah,
1: I don't think it's worth more than ten to fifteen
0: dollars yeah. for the most part, F- just because of the 15 length. Fifteen would have been the high end of my price point, but, but that's also yeah. New Zealand dollars, so yeah, about convert Australian. that to what you will. It's so about, t- about uh, ten Australian cents. Well, I'm I'm <laughs> assuming that's like like thirteen kangaroos and a. But no, but
3: I, I think I think it's about four hours with the <laughs> nah, sheep. kangaroos are so get... pretty expensive, man. They're they're pretty valuable. So you get four hours with the sheep, or you get four hours with what remains of either, either Finch at the same price.
1: Um, the last thing I want to touch on quickly is that I played this the same night as I played a game called Fractured Minds, which was another uh v- very cheap like three dollars um indie game where you basically walk focused around mental illness and um going through that. So if you do enjoy that or you've played Fractured Minds highly recommend picking up that one too it also hits extremely hard and is very good both of these being indie games as well both won a huge amount of awards for story as well
3: mm, right neat also just as a quick shout out as well once again the heroes of wikipedia the wikipedia page for what remains of edith finch is literally like probably has more words in the story of edith finch to be honest probably <laughs> uh,
4: yeah
3: there's a lot of words there um but yeah, no, it was good.
0: Cool. Uh, right, I guess with that, we conclude round the lunch for this week. Thank you to everyone for the old sharing of stories, swapping of tales, uh, stepping of September, if you will, uh, which of course means we get to move on to part two for this week, which is of course the news. And starting off, it's, it's not even a link, but uh, Seth like really, really uh, hurriedly just handed me a sticky note that says, please, please, please let me talk about, wait, shit, that was episode one. Uh, And that was Josh. (laughs) I know what I said. Uh, Seth, what what is it that you so desperately need to tell everyone?
2: Yeah, so uh, tomorrow, as of recording day, uh, Netflix is going to be dropping the second batch of Stone Ocean episodes uh, on, well, Netflix. Uh, So I think it's episodes 13 through 26 are going to be dropped, or 14 through
3: 26. So what Seth didn't say, is he's talking about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5. Part 6. Part 6, that's right, part, is. Six. part, six. Yeah. part 5 is, uh, Golden uh, wind. Golden wind, Vento Aureo.
2: Yes, uh, so yeah, um, Netflix is Every not day advertising... I'm surrounded by weebs. Netflix is not advertising this at all, <laughs> it's just kind of shadow dropping and people just figuring it out <laughs> by going on Netflix and seeing the posters for it. But there's been no official statements, there's been no trailers, nothing, it's just shadow dropping on Netflix tomorrow. Um... Yeah, so I just wanted to take a moment in the podcast and say, fuck Netflix, we're not advertising this, and everyone go watch JoJo.
3: It's not, um,
0: not all the episodes.
3: It's not. It's still just another small batch. You can wait. Wait until it's all done and then pirate it.
0: Right. Yar. And for, for those of us who are into that weeb shit, Konichiwa. Uh... I can't believe you take my
1: fucking excellent fucking, like, thing that I just did, and then you ruin it with the most basic fucking Japanese word. <laughs>
0: Fuck that you. funny, right? But- Indeed. Uh, I anyway, in next up in the list,
2: get fucked. <laughs> so, <Sorry>, you continue. <laughs> it sounds like you're the one that got fucked.
0: Um, <laughs> really? I was going to try it again with the... the I, see, I don't even do it often enough, but it's the one that some... One of you... Fucking one of you always drops. It's the... Ar, ar, Arig Arigato gazaima thank you very much or something. <laughs> <laughs> arigato oh, t- gazaima anyway. so <laughs> No, 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 but like shitty bastardization yeah, it, of it. Oh, yeah, okay, it makes yeah, sense. he just—I uh, oh, can't remember exactly what he says, but that's, he just I
2: don't remember <laughs> it either. <laughs> but I think is no, one he no, says. he he
1: does half English, half Japanese. So he'll go like, oh, he's what does he say? Ariga, thank you, gazaima Gza, so sorry, or something like that. I don't know. He's. Monster, that human.
2: <laughs> he's made it. He's made it his job to butcher it. Oh, basically. he really
1: has. It's and it's then he tells us arrival. he's Japanese over and over again, despite <laughs> he's not fucking Japanese. I, I cannot wait for his DNA test results to come back. We'll get him on the podcast so we can bully him. Anyway, uh, let's, let's go <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of things that may or may not be related to Forty Thieves, uh, we had a leak of what, what? could be the <laughs> fuck. I don't know, man. I'm just the news guy. All right, just leave me alone. So you're um, the host? Really? Yeah, I was going to say that too. Uh, all right. Does anyone else uh, want to take
2: over his job? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you're not busy
3: editing the podcast. You know I'm, I'm busy editing the spoiler cast. One spoiler possi-
2: cast? <laughs> we lost the footage. <laughs> you mean audio? Yeah,
1: oh, same.
0: it was a recording of my reaction. Well, speaking of spoilers, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to fucking segue. Uh, we have a reported leak of uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is going to be the upcoming Assassin's Creed entry. And we know that it has to be legit because it seems that the images that were attached to the leak post have been taken down.
2: Yep. And one of them was apparently going to be DLC for the game.
3: Ah, <laughs> um, oh, interesting. It, DLC for a game that's not even out yet. Fuck, that does not sit right. The, it <laughs> but happens Fantasy all the time. Would like to talk. They, they always know, talk
2: about it, season passes and day and one I, DLCs. And it
3: is literally... It's the worst. I hate, video, like, I hate video games so much, especially because of that.
0: Could you, could you imagine if What Remains of Edith Finch started with like a family of three and then the remaining six were all DLC? <laughs> oh, I've had an aneurysm.
3: So there's this game called Tiny Teeth Wonderland,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm having an aneurysm.
3: Imagine paying
2: $125 for a game and being told you have to spend another 30 day one to get the rest of the okay. content.
1: I, imagine paying $500 for a Harry Potter game and you're not even getting all the content because you didn't buy it on the right console. Get fucked. <laughs> Oh, well, I, f- I completely forgot to put that on the news target. Yeah, the. We can talk about it now. Get fired. fuck you, JK Rowling. Fuck you, Warner Brothers.
3: They do that all the time, but oh, five hundred
1: dollars? No, they don't. Five hundred no, 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 no. dollars.
2: A-, a side note uh, to this article because we're talking about DLC. Um, apparently the Harry Potter game is going to have PlayStation exclusive missions.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah, at least I, a but- mission. And so if you spend $500, you will not get all the content, which is outrageous if you're not playing it on PlayStation they, yet. I mean, they they'll the add DLC all- to
0: it anyway, but it's still it- fucking outrageous. If you think about it, some of the $500 special editions don't even come with the game. So in that sense, you're not playing, <laughs> you, you don't, you don't get all the content from you your books yeah, either. But,
1: but you know what, at least, you know, a cut of my money won't be going to like anti-trans and anti-Semitic um, fucking things like what Rowling will do. So you know what?
2: Man, can I nah. can I take a
1: moment to shit on JK Rowling for a second? There's always time <laughs> um, to shit on JK Rowling. She, she's put out a new book recently that's just her trying to cope over being bullied on Twitter. Which is like the main character like literally gets murdered for having like uh, anti like trans views or some bullshit. And it's no, like no, the that, second was a, book that was a different one. A few well.
2: years back, this one is like just recent, and it's about a main character getting bullied on Twitter, and like a lot of the pages are just made up of fake tweets. It's
3: fucking stupid. God, she, talk about needing to touch grass. <laughs> yeah, you literally think with the amount of money she's got, she'd literally be like, "I don't care what the plebs think. I'm just gonna." Do yeah. my money thing, but
1: she's... You, you could like literally do anything else in the world. Like you could go skydiving one day and like learn to do drifting the next, or whatever. Like you could just you could spend your life doing interesting things that no one else will ever get to do. But instead, you're gonna bitch online. Like, she's washing. she's being
2: a forty year old UK woman.
1: <laughs> she's more than forty, and she's white, so I guess it makes sense. Is
3: she more forty? Yeah. 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 Anyway, she's, she's so quite the, old. the original story, Patrick, before we uh, derailed you. This is a huge monkey's
2: paw moment for me because I remember like last week or a week before. It was when we were talking about like game reboots and stuff, I mentioned uh, um, wanting something similar to Prince of Persia or Prince of Persia to come back because I want more pieces of media based on um, the Arabian Nights stories, and lo and behold, here comes the new shitty Assassin's Creed game based on the
3: Arabian Nights. Here at Rowling's fifty-seven as well. Like, yep, I, she was I, born in sixty-five.
1: I just looked it up as well. <laughs> I'm looking. She's worth one billion dollars, and she sits on there and complaining just... about
0: people living, wanting to live their life. What the fuck He's is wrong with you? I love. I, I
3: love the... people on Twitter,
0: man. I, I don't understand. I'm just, I'm just gonna spell out the action replay of what just happened. Steve said to answer <laughs> your initial question, Patrick. <laughs> Seth jumped in with talking about how he really wants Arabian Nights. And then, and then we You're just dropped JK Rowling's 57 worth a billion dollars. <laughs> Fuck her. Also, she, they're doing like a Harry Potter, like
1: 20th anniversary thing or something. And she wasn't invited. She's like, she basically went, I didn't want to go anyway.
0: <laughs> just hilarious to me.
3: Yeah, it's, it's right. Anyway, anyway.
0: I can't believe that Ubisoft is trying to get us to to not talk about the, uh, the Prince of Persia <laughs> Assassin's Creed crossover by getting us to shit on JK Rowling <laughs> <laughs> instead.
1: Look, so big, to shit on J.K. Rowling. I'm all in. I can only shit on
2: Ubisoft for so long. J.K. Rowling, that's a fresh dude. Are
3: you right there, Big <laughs> We can. That's half the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Them EA games. Did I ever? Anyway, sorry. No, no, I'm pretty go. sure oh, we
2: but... did shit on EA the other uh, when they did that tweet about single player games.
3: Oh. God, man. that was horrible. Anyway, yeah. anyway, the original tweet that is news now. Patrick, take it away.
0: Okay. Take him away, toys. Um, <laughs> bake them away, toys. <laughs> uh, yeah, what the boy said. The... Oh, I can't really segue that nicely. Anyway, there's a new Mafia game. <laughs> it's, it's in development. It's still a few years away. Uh, Wait, did you skip really over the other
2: Ubisoft news? I
0: What's there? I mean, we talked about JK Rowling. What, what else do you want? Was there
1: other Ubisoft news? The,
2: oh, it
0: was the decommissioning sec- of the old yeah. games.
3: Um, uh, you skipped over the Creed news as well. Yeah, th- this is part bad. two to
1: Assassin's Creed news. This is a good thing, though. It's weird that Ubisoft's doing a good thing. Although it sounds like their devs are basically just going, fuck you, I'll do what I want. And yeah. <laughs> Ubisoft is being like, all right, I guess we'll comply.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, so this get weeks- so out
0: of order. What the hell? I I had these tabs up. Oh, maybe I closed that one. You want to go through it, Seth? Or.
2: Yeah, yeah. while well, well, Patrick gets it back up. So a few weeks back, <laughs> yeah, well, um, we, a few weeks back we talked about how uh, Ubisoft was decommissioning a bunch of their games and DLCs and making them unavailable to uh, to play, even if you owned them. So people had just bought Assassin's Creed games on um, uh, on Steam because they were on sale. And then Ubisoft immediately turned around and go, we're going to take away your right to play those in like a month. And people got really mad at them. Uh, rightfully so. It, it's a really shitty thing to do. Uh, really bad move. Um, They've turned around and said I they're know. going to reverse their decision on that and uh, not take down <laughs> the games and DLCs now.
1: They also clarified a little while ago um, when they announced it that they, you will still be able to play those games. Um, you just can't do the online components. One thing I did like about this article was that um, NO2070, which is a good game if anyone hasn't played it, um, they basically went, "Oh, okay, we're gonna rebuild the way it works so that you can play it offline." Oh, by the way, we've also ported it to 64-bit, so it's running better than ever. But um, it'll shut down next month, <laughs> which is like the devs going over and above, and Ubisoft being like, "We're still shutting it down," <laughs> uh, which is a shame, but good on the
3: devs, out of them, good job. Yeah, it's um, I would very much like to see the numbers on like who is still playing this because I have uh, other thoughts Like,
1: I'd... I mean some of those games aren't old I mean yeah, I know 2070 I have friends that were playing last week that um, came out, and it's that came out that... in
0: 2070 yeah exactly wait, exactly. wait, wait a
1: minute um, The there was two games that came out like a couple of years back like two or three years back uh, that wouldn't that were affected by this I don't remember uh, what we'll look, I'm games at this was.
3: um Zombie U Oh, no one's playing that. I don't
2: know. 2070 all-time peak in the past 24 hours was 130 players mm.
3: on, on Steam
1: alone. Yeah, yeah, on Steam.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, but that was 2011. There was. I mean, I'd what be was...
3: actually. You know, realistically, I'd be interested to see the. Um,
1: well, they're all older like games. The... I thought Liberation HD came out more recently than that, but I forgot that we're growing older by the day. Space Junkies 2019. Thing. That was the one that I was thinking about. I don't want to play that anyway. Yeah,
3: but but I'd be really interested in seeing like the. The cost to keep these things up versus how many people are actually playing it. But that's just probably from a, a weird well, business point of view. That you know I what? Hear.
1: If they did their infrastructure right, they
3: that's wouldn't be true. that big yeah, of a cost. It, yeah. And, and to be fair, maybe you shouldn't need to go online to play a game that you own. That's yep. I agree. It. Physical media, baby. Anyway.
0: Now Shit, we can I, go to the other article. I, I really tried a speaking of, but there just, there just wasn't anything. Anyway, as I said about five minutes ago, there's a new Mafia game in development. <laughs> Mafia
2: is a oh. pretty good series. I've heard great things about them. Uh, excited to see what happens wh- when it eventually comes because it's, in quotes, a few years away.
3: I have played the first one, I believe. Um, and it's all right.
2: I believe they're on um, the PlayStation Plus stuff at the moment, but I think they're PS3 games, so we can't play them. <laughs> I, know, I know Trinity has been playing some of them recently. Actually, was there a PS4 remaster of one of these?
3: Maybe. Uh, no, Mafia, Mafia 3 came out um, a couple of years back, and it was, like, trashed. Um, it, was, it was trying to be, like, a GTA clone, but it never really. Yeah, no, the Mafia
2: Definitive Edition is on PS4, and it's oh, also, yeah. it is also included with PlayStation Plus Deluxe.
0: Interesting. Cool. Uh, I, I am currently, I am asleep. Maybe I am awake later on. Who knows. Uh, anyway, next up on the list we have, uh, Squenix announcing- Voice of Cards, baby. Yeah. Do you wanna take this one, Josh? You're probably the most- um, Probably the biggest Voice of Cards proponent. You're the only one that's played it so far, haven't I?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd mean to get to them, I just haven't
3: yet. Too many um, games.
1: Yeah, uh, well, another Voice of Cards game. I absolutely love them. I spoke about them at length in the podcast. Go back and listen to those episodes if you really want to
0: find out about it. But Comment below which episode that was, because none of us remember.
2: It was, we we it talked was about this leaking last week. <laughs> this is just to confirm it's real and it's got a release date now.
0: Yeah, Did we which... talk about it last week? Comment we... below.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> But no, I'm, I'm keen for this. All those games are excellent. The voice acting is always good. The music is always absolutely phenomenal. And the story is and is engaging enough to get through it. So I, I'm keen.
2: And they're pretty short games at all. Well. But yeah, coming to Switch, yeah, PS4 and like Steam on September 13.
0: Does it have voice acting?
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Oh, yeah, well, they're 20 it's
2: steps. It's like a ahead DM
0: of... voice acting.
2: <laughs> it's still 20 steps ahead of Pokemon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that's the benchmark with which I live by. <laughs> it's uh, a low benchmark, bro. Yeah, well... Uh, speaking of low benchmark, I didn't have high hopes for reading any Sucker Punch tweet uh, after announcing they weren't going to continue work on any Infamous or Sly Cooper IP, and I'm still sad because they put out a tweet talking about the Sly, um, the Sly collection coming to, uh, PlayStation Plus, but only the ps3 stuff i think
2: yeah it's all the ps3 versions of the games which means they're only going to be available in america and canada and a select few other regions so we're not going to get it at all which is a really really upsetting
1: thing do we have the playstation monthly games in here it doesn't look like it so let's no
2: but yeah we can quickly go over those they've also announced that um uh let me scroll up. Need, Need for, for Speed, Speed Heat, Heat. Grand uh, Grand Blue Fantasy versus and Toem? Tome?
1: Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce that one either. Grand Blue Fantasy versus should be good though. Yeah, that would be good. Uh I've I've heard Need for Speed Need Heat for Speed, is Heat. okay. It's 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 just okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's 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 not even it, yeah, it's it's just okay. But they also announced a whole bunch of stuff for the game catalog, so Deathloop, so I'm actually going to give that a go now that I don't have to pay 100 and something dollars for it. Uh, watchdogs 2 assassin's creed origins xenoverse 2 which is an excellent game some motorbike game um and there was another one. oh spiritfarer got added which is steven liked uh yes i did i
3: love spirit i genuinely think spiritfarer everybody should go fucking play that game alex
1: the king is also in there and Rabbids invasion which everyone loves Rabbids. oh rayman legends is also added which is dope rayman legends is an excellent game very good oh game. and the scott pilgrim game was also added yeah
2: also fantastic i love that game yeah, yeah, also
1: fantastic and Toy Story 3 for
0: PSP. <laughs> oh, anyway, moving on. Right. Uh, next up on the list, we have Gungrave Gore. I Do we know about this? I, I, think, this I think we've talked about me. this
2: a little bit when it was last shown off last year, basically. Like, I think this was a, something we talked about when we first started doing the podcast. It's, a, um, it's an action game that looks really interesting to me. It's, um, I think this is the first time it's come back since the PS2 era. Um, and yeah, it's just been delayed a little bit to, um, to November 22. It was supposed to come out a little bit sooner.
0: Oh no, I, I hear everyone crying in unison. Uh... <laughs>
2: no, a little bit, a little bit of extra time is always appreciated because it helps clean things up. Yep. And yeah, extremely excited about this. Um, you main selling points for some people might be that you have a giant coffin attached to your back. That's also a gun.
1: I thought the main selling point was the trailer starting with an anime girl beating people up.
2: I mean, that can also be a main selling point if you want it to be.
1: <laughs> it's the only selling point. <laughs> this game just looks like Devil May Cry Light.
2: It, it basically is.
3: Yeah. Damn, it's gonna be a shit game then. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you are completely wrong. <laughs> uh, action games anyway, are the peak of gaming gear content.
0: Moving moving <laughs> on. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of shit games, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Which has no bearing on the next story except that it sounds kind of like the game we are going to talk about, Bomb Rush Cyber Funk, uh, delayed to summer 2023. An excellent Boom. game name, Bomb Bam, Rush Bam,
3: Cyberfunk. Bamboozled
0: I am, you all. I'm literally. Um,
3: oh, I'm crying, boys. So, oh, am Jet I. Set Radio, Jet Set Radio Bros. are okay, you speaking, up, <laughs> when
1: is speaking it,
2: up? When is Xbox going to add Jet Set Radio Future to Backcompat?
3: Never. They're yeah. done with
1: Backcompat now.
2: I know. No, it's want coming it, though, any day. Now.
3: They're quote unquote done with back combat now. It's it's yeah, it's coming out any day now. Um, speaking of <laughs> though, um, I'm playing Yakuza Five Remastered at the moment, and they've got uh, a Hideki uh, Nagumo. I'm on. sorry,
0: is this was this was this around the lounge? Do we do we, do we go back in time? Ninety minutes? It's uh, so, it's
3: it's tangentially related. Yeah, it is tangentially. If if you will if you will just just relax for a second, Pat, just relax. We we have a tangent <laughs> to go on here. I will unclench
0: um, my ass when I feel like it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> keep it clenched, color. That's such a Ron Swanson thing to say. Um, but so, yeah, I was in one of the
3: convenience stores in Yakuza 5, they're playing one of the songs from uh, Jet Set Radio Future that Bomb Rush Cyberfunk is inspired from. I nice. believe that Hideki
2: has... Naganuma is also going to be on Bomb Rush Cyberfunk's soundtrack. He is.
3: He's, he's the uh, lead composer, I believe. Maybe he God, the what right a good
2: word, get. But... One of, oh, the best, one of the best Sonic soundtracks was Sonic Rush on the DS because it was a soundtrack he did.
3: God, I oh, love Sonic Rush so much. Um, it's no Sonic Riders, but it's close second.
2: God, I can't believe the baseness of these tastes.
3: Thoughts, <laughs> Josh? You don't want my thoughts.
2: They're, they're no Sonic heroes, but they, they do.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. How does he do it? How it work? Oh, what a the only Sonic,
1: Sonic games game. I really liked were literally Sonic 1 and Sonic Mania. <laughs> I <laughs> mm, haven't played those. You haven't if, played if, You haven't played the two best Sonic games. Imagine calling Sonic, Sonic 1 one of the best Sonic games when Sonic 2 and 3 are right there. I haven't had a chance to play those, but Sonic 1 was really good. I don't know, Sonic in the Black Sonic. Sonic I'm 1
2: immediately her. goes downhill after Green Hill Zone.
1: Yeah, but, you know, it peaked, so. It was like peak gaming experience back well, then. When, it
3: was like the game to play. Well, when um, Sonic Frontiers comes out.
2: Mm. <laughs> I will have words. <laughs> There, there is footage. I have words. I will not share them until I play it myself.
1: <laughs> and then it will be violent.
2: I don't know. Maybe I'll turn around for the better on that game. No, you won't. No, no I won't. You won't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
3: where's your uh, segue, Patrick? Uh, he's probably left it parking and on charge.
0: They're pretty yeah. dangerous. I just- I don't- I don't have- so many of these I'm just so disjointed. I'm so they off are. my game. I'm so off my game today. I'm so sorry, everyone. This this normally never- it happens to a lot of guys, all right? I swear. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No. Would you like to make a segue then? Something something sponsored Bluetooth. <laughs> See? Not easy, is it, Steve? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, did you actually want me to do, do something? <laughs> Um, well, not
3: we're, now we're about 5 uh, seconds in so it's now kickstarter hour which means oh, God. <laughs> this story comes from kickstarter <laughs> now now that he's was playing actually a
0: good one too <laughs> now, now, now he's now he's playing in the in, in the worst traffic Sorry. kickstarter traffic
3: <laughs> no. i really like to kick he's, he's going to buy
0: revolutionary headphones for four, for $4.50 igniting the, There's spot, a kickstarter the story on. of magic
3: happened, <laughs> on the homepage
0: right? called witchstarter I just want to let that sink in and we can just move on <laughs> okay no uh, yeah, anyway. sorry tell you sorry man. next up on the list uh, oh my god I see I see what you did yeah kickstarter uh, the Wild yeah, Arms yeah. and Shadow Hearts creators announce a double kickstarter for the spiritual successors uh, I, I don't know any of these I'm Fantasia and Pennyblood no, Do no, these, no, these, these are the
2: new games. They're okay. yeah, they're spiritual successes to Wild Arms and Shadow Hearts.
0: See, you could have swapped those. I've never heard of any of these. Yeah, me either. Wild Arms was a. It's a wait, 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 wait. Wild Arms. That's that. That was the the um uh the hype. The one with Elastigirl in it.
2: What? <laughs> uh, you lost me. Uh, Arms. Wait, you talking about
0: the Nintendo game? You're
1: talking yeah. about Arms? Yeah is not Arms, Wild Arms, it's just Arms.
2: No. Wild Arms isn't, a, Wild isn't Wild Arms was a, the sequel? No. Wild Arms was a PS1 JRPG that was um, heavily inspired by, like, I guess Trigun a little bit. It's a, a bit With of... men It's a little bit of um, sci-fi and a little bit of um, Wild West uh, combined together. And Shadow Hearts, I don't know a whole lot about. I think it was a PS2 game. This is the first time I've seen two games share a Kickstarter page together.
3: Um. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Cool. That's good for them. But <laughs> Steve, if, what did you find? I'm I'm absolutely fucking baffled that somebody would have this idea, let alone fucking put it out to the general public. To
0: oh god, please. Okay. Wait. 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 There is a product that tried to. Um, I think it might have even been funded on Kickstarter, which will automatically dispense the correct amount of salt via a button on an app on your smart device after you oh, provided see, yeah. health information. Is this dumber or smarter than that?
3: It's smarter if you're trying to get, um... I, I'm just going to s- skip right over it, because I'm just getting flustered. Um, it's, it's a picture of... It's, sorry, hang on. I'm just... Sorry, I'm just so fucking flustered. So, we all know the Oscar Wilde Happens Wild to a book. lot of guys. <laughs> we all know the, the book by Oscar Wilde, The Picture of Dorian Gray,
0: right? No.
2: No. <laughs>
3: oh.
0: Okay, I'm glad someone else said that, because I didn't want to seem like the weird one by saying no. I a lot books, too, and I, I know Oscar Wilde, but I don't know the book,
3: no. Oh, well, Picture of Dorian Gray, and someone wants to Is it sell a book chocolate. or a picture? Come on. No, no, so the book is called <laughs> The Picture of Dorian Gray. So the, what do you
0: do in those 12 minutes, though? <laughs>
3: <laughs> See, so it's a
0: chocolate bar. It's a
3: chocolate bar. It's a, The Picture of Dorian Gray chocolate bar. Look, you didn't get it. Look, No one's a What's life, Why to is me.
1: it? To explain to me why the... Oh my god, This SCP Foundation books is seven seven 7,600% funded. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, I keep seeing ads for those. That actually
3: looks kind of cool. Sorry, Stephen. Um, why Why is the chocolate bar matter? It, it doesn't. I haven't read the book either. I thought one of you guys would've. Oh, what the fuck? This
1: tangent <laughs> was entirely wrong. <laughs> None of us know the book, including the one bringing it up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought one of you guys would've, and no one did, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> 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 look, I'm gonna close the Kickstarter tab. I've- Honestly, these <laughs>
1: SCP books look fucking fantastic. But anyway, let's let's move on.
0: Uh, right. Next up on the list, uh, Tencent and Sony Interactive Entertainment collectively acquiring uh 30.34 percent of From Software. Uh, are we are we yay or are we nay? Absolutely uh, nay. I could have given them at least 20 cents them. <laughs> Bruh. bro, they could. I know a rapper they could have hit
1: up.
2: <laughs> I I am yay for this if it means that we get Bloodborne port.
3: There is there one is good no thing bloodborne out of this, port. and it's that Chrome software is using this set. to publish their own. There games. is no Bloodborne port. It will not exist.
2: Bloodborne 60 FPS patch. <laughs> <There> is-,
0: <laughs> is it in the room with us now?
2: Yes. In is my it- head, bro. I have <laughs> some. I heart. have some
0: chocolate. <laughs> I have some chocolate that tastes exactly like a picture of Dorian Gray. I didn't get it. Try, try, try that. It, it, might, it might be more realistic for you. Right. So, it.
1: anyway, the one good thing out of this is that From Software wants to do their own game publishing. Oh, sorry, it's, it's
3: From What
0: Software?
3: <laughs> I fucking hate you so much.
0: My God. Why you do see, I try? The, the, the worst part is that Steve rips the joke, doesn't even wait for a response, <laughs> and just what? loses <laughs> his mind. <laughs>
1: If He doesn't laugh at his own jokes too well so who proud will? Of himself. you know what <laughs> was really all funny. I all I have to say Katakawa good 10 cent bad move on I'm done that's it I'm out see you guys
2: <laughs> Yeah Katakawa uh, still owns the majority of From Software even after Sony and Tencent uh, um increase in revenue in them because they both had uh shares in it From Software before they just increased how much they um had in them
1: Katakawa also make extremely good anime. So.
2: Kanakawa yeah. has their fingers in a lot of pies.
3: Name no. They nine. do.
1: They did Cowboy Bebop, by the way. A live yeah. action one. No thank you. No, no, no. They did the, uh, the original anime. And, uh, Hack I'm, as well.
2: I'm pretty sure they also mm. owned No More Heroes games.
1: Ooh. I think they do, yes. Hmm. Uh.
0: They also did Lollipop Chainsaw. Eh. Haven't played it. Josh? We yeah, need to ask. Have you played Lollipop Chainsaw? <laughs> not yet. I will when the remake comes yeah, here out though. We go. Same shit. We all know that game Lollipop Chainsaw Massacre, right? <laughs> it's not Chainsaw
2: Massacre, what the hell? <laughs> Adding words to the game. For the record, I platinumed that game. It was very good. No,
1: oh, no, Platinum didn't publish it. Katakawa did.
2: No, 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 no. I got all the <laughs> trophies, <laughs> which means I platinumed it. Not
1: it got done
2: by Platinum.
0: From whose software?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway ps5s are going up in price 20 cents hope you all bought one now god i hate this uh, so much
3: for okay honest, that's $50. fine i guess we're just, this didn't this didn't uh, do well off my
0: sony stock i'm still jump, down jump across a few tabs that's fine don't,
2: don't
0: worry about it just <laughs> yeah sorry just i breathe. think I news Just get yeah, one no, we're, we're, we're,
2: we're, we're still <laughs> that's in fine. We're sti- patrick patrick to help you out we're still in the part where we're talking about everyone being bought out by other people <laughs>
0: Are so, we not talking about PS5 price increases anymore in terms no, no, of being bought out by consumers? We'll get to that
2: at the end. We need to talk about Quantic Dream being bought by NetEase.
3: Probably was an easy transaction. Uh, <laughs> you know so, what?
2: After, after, after the way that, um, uh, that David Cage ran out of a courtroom crying like a bitch, I wouldn't be surprised if it was an easy transaction.
1: <laughs>
2: no, no, he wasn't yelling that. He was yelling, you're ruining my video games. I know, <laughs> and, but, I mean, does he, does he understand we... that his video games are bad to start with? <laughs> also screaming at the top of his lungs, we do not make w- games for F-slurs.
3: Okay, you're gonna have to give me well, some context, I don't, I don't think I know what's going on.
2: He is, he is French, he is homophobic, and his, uh, uh, his studio got um, uh, went through a lot of course court cases about sexual misconduct in the workspace. He
1: is a horrible human. <laughs> And yeah, uh, bad games the, on top of that.
2: And one of the people in the court that uh, partially owns the company uh, said, am I allowed to lie in court
1: while in the witness spoof? After Jesus. literally swearing on a fucking book that he will not lie and commit perjury, which is wild to me. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't so, understand the question. Yeah, I, Can I I hope, lie? I, hope Net, I, know, I hope Netties is
2: happy with this purchase.
0: I mean, it must have been cheap. Probably right, I I don't know what else to- like this. There is so much going on right now. I just I don't know what more to add. To Nettie's bought Quantic, yay or nay? Pick one. Let us know. (laughs) Fucking I don't know. I guess you can Uh. say we're being quite savage. Speaking of shitty segues, uh, (laughs) Sony Interactive Entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) Sony Interactive Entertainment is set to acquire Savage Game Studios. Uh, as part of their new uh, PlayStation Studios, well, maybe not new, but as part of their mobile division, which uh, they stipulate, uh, well, they they tried to make sure that they didn't accidentally do themselves an EA and uh, and talk about how they wanted to expand mobile gaming because single-player games suck.
2: Imagine if they just got Nori Dogs to make them, like, a mobile game instead of, like, going out and buying other studios to do it, like, imagine a waste of resources to do that
1: i don't even know who savage game studios are is the thing what did they make i don't
2: know <laughs>
1: i don't even i like they, i feel like they're but just yeah,
2: this is this, this game studio name came out of nowhere for
3: me
0: yeah i mean obviously and, they make mobile games so i don't and, care and like, every playstation account in unison goes welcome to the family savage
3: yeah i like it's obviously some sort of weird game well, sorry.
0: I we- don't
2: think they've even made anything yet. I don't see anything on their website for any games.
1: No, me either. But maybe they just no, maybe they don't cool. advertise because they make mobile games and it's nothing to be proud of.
3: I don't know they've got an office in Helsinki and an office in Berlin. Man, they're really right in CBD Berlin. I pretty sure probably have walked past. Them. And so same with Helsinki, I probably walked past both their offices. Apparently, they worked on
1: a James Bond game in two thousand and two. He-Man, Defender of Greyskull in 2005, Battlefront 2 on PSP, Scooby-Doo, Who's Watching Who in 2006, Medal of Honor Vanguard on PS2, which is a pretty okay game, Transformers the game on PSP, Wally on PSP, Rock Revolution on PlayStation 3, Transformers and Marvel Ultimate Alliance. That's it. That's all they've done. And none of those games are beyond 2009. So they've obviously done just mobile games since then, and that's it.
2: I think you've listed off um, the wrong company's names. Wait, actually,
1: this is Savage Entertainment. Yes. Yeah, you're You've listed off an
2: entirely different studio's games.
1: (laughs) So I have no idea who these people are then. It didn't even show up on Wikipedia.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Savage Entertainment was a California studio that closed down in 2011. Yeah, well, there you go. So I have no
0: idea who these people are. Well, whoever they are, uh, here's, here's to you, Candy Crush Sony Edition. Oh, God. Ugh. I the,
1: like the way we rewind
2: five Microsoft. minutes to go back to the PlayStation price increase.
1: No, no, I want to I mention this quickly. This is clearly a reaction from Xbox being like, we're buying Blizzard so that we get King, which is obviously their mobile games for the most part. Like, how is buying a game studio that doesn't have any games... It's supposed to help. <laughs> I,
2: I don't, don't understand. I don't think it's a reaction to that.
1: I think it is. Because they're complaining up and down all over the place saying that they don't want this. The only reason Microsoft's buying um, Activision is because they want King. Because that's the moneymaker. That's the moneymaker, yeah. yeah. money money.
2: But PlayStation doesn't want them to go over because they don't want to lose
1: Activision. That's what they're saying. But in reality, they're like, Microsoft has too big a piece of pie. We need something to compete. We need something to make money so we can continue throwing money around. And this is their solution.
0: <laughs> I mean, hey, uh, oh, that, that lawsuit for $6 billion isn't going to uh, try to increase itself. That's why the PlayStation's going up. <laughs> <laughs> True, uh, where we have word, well, confirmed word, that the price of PlayStation 5 consoles will be increasing in select markets. And it's funny because they list select markets, including Europe, United States, uh, no, sorry, they don't include the United States. It's including yeah. Europe, United Kingdom, Japan, China, Australia, Mexico, and Canada. And so, literally it's funny, every market cause... except the US. <laughs> exactly. So they say including, but they don't include. They don't say the US and they don't say New Zealand. So get fucked. I think that I think I don't think it was Australia specifically.
1: I thought it was Austri- Australia. Um, what do they call it? Australasia, where New Zealand's included,
0: but maybe not. Well, the thing is, they say select markets including, right? So like, it could be all of them. Because they yeah. only yeah, included they, they some of them. Yeah, they specified
2: there will be no price increase in the United States, and so never mentioned any other markets not being hit. I, I just want I just want to quote this uh, this blog post a little bit. Uh, the global economic environment is a challenge that many of you around the world are no doubt experiencing. We're seeing high global inflation rates, as well as adverse uh, adverse currency, uh, currency trends, impacting consumers and creating pressure on many industries. Based on these challenging economic conditions. SIE has made a difficult decision to increase the re- recommended retail price of the PlayStation 5. Get fucked, Jim Ryan. You start off the article by saying inflation, we know there's inflation going on, we know that everyone's being uh, negatively impacted by the market around the, uh, around well, the world. Hold, but we're going to hold, make hold it harder on. for you to get a PlayStation 5.
0: I don't know, it, it sounded like he was talking to me directly just person to person. I think he's a man of the people. Uh, I think we should hear Jim him. Jim Ryan. <laughs> No. Jim, <laughs> R-
1: Jim fuck old games Ryan.: Yeah, Jim Ryan is like is a curse. He's the reason why Sony is so backwards: I, reckon God, I cannot he, he wait literally till I kick him out.
3: Yeah, he literally either.
0: He literally opened that statement talking about how he understands that, that times are tough. He he's gets rich. it.: He
3: doesn't understand it.: I reckon it's because he like, just before he wrote that you he, he don't believe me, Google Jim Ryan, Rule 34. do not play, do that's what not. He wanted, that's what he wanted to write. Then you got silenced. Free speech is dead. <laughs> Xbox just
1: <laughs> looking better and, better and better, my dudes. It, I'm telling the, you. The I'm increase you. has been so
2: negatively received that people, loud people in Japan are going, get, Final Fantasy 16 is going to flop because no one can buy a PS5 now.
1: People already have bought PS5s for the last two years, though. There's still a lot of people that don't have them that would like them, and they will now have to pay more. But, like, they, it's not going to stop people buying them at the end of the day is the thing.
2: It, it's so stupid to me.
0: It is. It is just weird that we have now turned PS Five into a t- like one or two year running pre order bonus. Where if you have one up until this point, it was cheaper than buying one from from now. Yeah. Imagine you bought it off a scalper, and you're still paying cheaper than what it would
3: be to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine some scalpers are like, oh shit, like
2: the scalpers are going to increase their prices now.
0: Yeah. Scalper Scalpers looking at Sony and going, "Fuck, are we are we the good guys?" <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: Sony looking at the scalpers going, "Wait, we can do that?"
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's honestly part of what it was. Like they're like they consistently selling for above uh, RRP, so we're just up the
3: RRP. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't be surprised if like because actually I'm I'm reading that um that Reggie Faizer me book they released a while back. Um and he's pretty much like saying how the 3DS, like, launched in the States atrociously, so they had to um drop the price for, like, what, $100 in its first year just to, like, sort of sell it?
2: Yeah, and, and it, I remember that. It, um yeah, And, and if that, you that, bought it at launch and they gave you, like, 20 free GBA games?
1: They did. I, I was one of those people. Yeah, same. The, in the
3: Ambassador program, I was the same yeah. as well. Yeah, and it's, it's just very interesting how it's, like, hardware, you should, like, you should rarely... From Nintendo's point of view, anyway, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't be making a loss on that. But it seems like Sony is in such a desperate position.
2: They they sell at they a profit. In- they sell. Mm. A, a, they consoles have been selling but at they, a profit for the past uh, like twelve you, years. You know,
3: you know no, that, that's what I'm saying. Though they must be in like a dire strait to sort of like up the ante, knowing that Xbox, their next competitor, will remain at the same price. Like it's, it seems like a either they're very desperate or very stupid. Hmm. It's they so might also really be really hoping that, that it
1: slows down the sales of the PS5, so that then they can actually have the
3: PS5s on shelves. <laughs> that might be something that they're trying to do. I, I but don't it's still know. Dumb as well, like, if it is got, still dumb. If, if they're still off shelves and there's like uh, implied demand, then you got people who still want. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, look, I'm,
1: yeah, but it's a lot of
3: bad press.
1: Yeah, yeah you, well, you can't well, open anything is... for PS5 without people like a comment saying, "Oh, too bad, I can't buy
0: one because they're still sold out." Like. Even though it's so floating around. All I'm saying um, is, if Rambe was still alive, there wouldn't be PS5s off shelves right now. Yep, you're right, 100%.
3: Mm-hmm. He's got that great hold
0: on it. The right correlation, undisputable. Yep. Definitely. Anyway, uh, next up, and actually lastly on the news target for this week, uh, as we basically just talked about, but uh, Xbox came out, looked at, looked at Sony, and went, <laughs> <laughs> nerds. And then said, we will stabilize the prices and not fuck over the consumer base for, uh, was it just this year?
3: Um, I didn't think he gave a uh, year. I didn't think he gave a time frame, to but, be honest. But at the but same I time, s- it could be like, oh yeah, that was then, now this is now, I give money.
2: Yeah, no, um, the, the quotes we got at the moment is, we are constantly evaluating oh. our business to offer our fans great gaming options. Our Xbox Series S suggested retail price remains at 299 the Xbox Series X is 499 and left it at that. There, there's no, yeah, like, it... hard yes or no will increase or decrease the price. It's just, this is what the price is right now.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I realised that
2: I... The direct
1: quotes was that they have no plans, so that's good.
2: They, yeah. There is no direct quote that says there's no plans. The, the, uh, there, the... is the, uh, Central, there is uh,
1: on okay. yes. the Windows Central article. Okay.
3: You
1: opened the Windows Central article. Microsoft's well, anyway, like quote it, confirmed that there are no plans to raise the price.
3: Anyway, it doesn't matter. It'll, they'll, it'll, it might be related to how good Game Pass is going. Um, it might be because that Microsoft
2: No, the, is... the no plans is just people writing no plans because of that quote I just said. Mm. There, there's no yes. one quoted to say there's no plans. I swear I've seen it
1: quoted somewhere as well, but that's, that's fine. So yeah. That doesn't matter. They're, either, they're not raising it.
3: At the they're moment, not there, it at the there's moment, no confirmed yeah. plans. So, wonder if that's because Microsoft literally has uh, like, the Windows I, brand behind it. That's how so it can be like weather the storm, essentially.
1: Well, Sony also has all of their electronics and stuff everywhere, and a lot of other things in like film and um, music and a lot of it, like other industries. Uh,
2: no,
3: good, actually, good point. Yeah, this is like really so And they're getting into
2: more hardware market now again um, with yeah. the new monitors and headphones.
3: Sell so like, a yeah, huge
0: amount Which, of hardware uh, for music wait and for video. That, can't wait for that prices to go up.
3: Mm. <laughs> Sony, uh, there's Sony Xperia phones that don't sell in Australia anymore. Those are all right. I had yeah, my D3 first, three, uh, we, we
2: both talked about our first smartphones yep, being Xperia un- phones.
3: Yep. Um, it wasn't my first smartphone. I had an iPhone before that, but.
2: Oh, shit. Okay. But yeah, we both had Xperias <laughs> at
3: some point. It wasn't my first, but yes. Hmm.
0: Right. Uh, that brings us to the end of news for this week, and we have an audience question. Uh, Bradley asks, uh, hey gang, what game have you played this year that you've already forgotten about? And then clarifies uh, "Like a game that uh, had the shortest lifespan, or like the, the, that was the shortest time in your attention span for this year. Uh, interesting question. Interesting question, because it
1: relies on me remembering the game. <laughs> exactly. I, I
0: oh, have an answer. Okay. Yeah, same, actually. I, I just remembered one. So for uh, for me, it's yeah, you, uh, Pokemon, uh,
2: Pokemon Legends Arceus.
0: Really? It's actually wild that that was this year, but I still I remember, was also I remember say Arceus. fondly. Well, I, I remember fondly playing parts of Arceus. I don't think yeah, it no, was a yeah, yeah. Yeah. For me. But
2: it's the one that left the least impact on me. Other games I played this year, like the Ace Attorney games, I absolutely fell in love with. Doom, I absolutely loved. Uh, even even the Guardians of the Galaxy game, I really like the story in that way more than anything that uh, RCS did for me. So it's just like out of the games I played this year, that was the weakest overall.
0: You know what? Minus
2: is a Tiny Tina.
0: Okay, well, that's hurtful. It's definitely Ooh, not Tiny actually, Tina. I've hard. played I've played quite a bit of Tiny Tinas, and that for all its DLC faults, still left lasting impressions in my mind. So fuck you, Seth. But The only uh, last Mario... impression
1: Tiny Tina left for me was the DLC disappointment. There, I think.
0: Uh, <laughs> Mario on. Strikers.
2: Oh, yeah, I what? can see that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know
0: what? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> JJ, I played one match. Played it, played it for the weekend. That was it.
3: <laughs> I told you fellas, I told you not to get it. I knew this would happen.
1: I also just recently got Wii Sport, and that is very much in the same camp. My god, oh, that relies got... so much on nostalgia. Uh,
3: yeah, I want to get it... just to the volleyball, but... It
1: it is just not fun. It controls badly. It's not engaging. There's no, there's no like hype scenes or anything. Like I, in saying that, I was playing it by myself. It might be fun I with so other people. Honestly, uh, don't
0: know if you're talking about Mario Strikers or
3: it's it's both. That's the problem.
1: Either
0: They're or, just so as games. There's well, just think, there's nothing to them.
3: The way that you play the. I'm gonna say it, fellas. We're getting old, and these games aren't for us.
1: It's, it's not even that. Like, I played, like, one match of bowling. I was like, that was kind of fun. But the Wii one is
3: literally better. Like, without a doubt. Oh, and don't forget, though. Oh, the, uh, the Switch does have motion tracking, like, through gyro. But is it as, like, accurate as the Wii Mode?
1: So, it's, it's okay. Like, you can put spin on the ball and everything. But what I mean by it's... It's not engaging. Like, you will literally throw the ball and then your character just kind of walks backwards. Like, in the Wii one, there was, like, emotions and everything. But they'd, like, jump up and cheer and you'd see all the Wii guys in the background being like, yeah, this is cool, you know, you're doing really well, or whatever. This is just so deadpan. Like, you, you, it's just so boring. Oh, uh, okay. If, there's, like, the n- there's it. nothing to the game. It's, like, they've put all their attention on the actual mini game itself, which is bare mechanics at best, but they've made, they've taken out everything that made it fun, like a party game. And I think you know what you know. What, I'm gonna say it, that's my most forgettable. And I only played it this week, and it's still. Like, it's, I'm not even gonna <laughs> <He's> play. <left laughs> to say, he's say you
3: say seething about it. I am,
1: I am seething about it. It was on special. But it was half price, and I don't even think it was worth that. So
0: yeah, it's Interesting. it's just shit. Game, half
3: price. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, for me, I guess, it's, oh no, sorry. You go. Yeah, no, I was gonna say you 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 go, Steve, and then and then if anyone has a quick answer for the opposite of the game that has been most impressionable this year.
3: Well, this is a heavy caveat that I'll, the only game that I played that came out this year was Elden Ring and there's no way I'm saying it's Elden Ring because...
0: That was um, amazing. I'll be silenced. Um, for me, well, it's... Don't, don't, don't think of it as something that had to come out this year. Just yeah, something no, no, that no, I'm not, Yeah, year. I'm not. I'm just
3: saying That's it's what I'm saying. Um, but Ukulele uh, in the Impossible Lair. <laughs> um, that was... It, I do not care for platformers. I did not care for that platformer. Um, but I can recognise it was a good game. It's just like Finish that game, I put it down, and I was like, you know what, cool, I'm done. Never going to play so, that again. I'll never play, every now and then the the, the itch to either play Banjo-Kazooie, banjo Tui, ukulele will sort of scratch.
2: And you remember it's a genre you don't like?
3: <laughs> 3D platformers I like, 2D platformers I don't. Please don't ask me to elaborate, I cannot. That's fair.
2: I can understand it. 2D platformers are usually more about, like, platforming and mechanical challenges, while a lot of 3D <laughs> platformers are about collect the fonts and just kind of... chill.
3: Yeah, uh, so You say it's a skill issue, then.
1: Yes. Literally, <laughs> is what he's saying. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, right, and does anyone have any quick answers for the opposite games uh, that you played this okay. year that, are uh, that Elden Ring, I think, would be a, yeah. an easy 100%. pick for yeah. a- Elden
1: Ring and Forza, actually, would be my two. I got two nasty.
2: answers. Can I cheat and give two answers?
3: I was going to say Pokemon they did so. Arceus. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It, it, I think it's just because it's so different. Um, it sort of sticks out. But then at the same time- Sticks like, out because there's no voice acting. What do you mean? Oh, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> is there voice acting in the room with us now? No, yeah, this is the problem.
2: We're, we're, we're voicing our acting right now.
0: Well, no, no, no. You're saying that we've done more voice acting than all of Arceus combined. <laughs> <laughs> more acting than all of Pokemon combined.
3: So in the most recent Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, they had a warning that says, this is not in the game. <laughs> Fucking me so literally hard. seething. Oh my God. Literally seething. Um, but yeah, no, just for, for what Legends Arceus did to the Pokemon genre, maybe what it did to the Pokemon genre is not a thing because it's a, it's, a, it's a borderline spin off game. Um, I saw it very interesting and very fresh. And the way that, like, I've heard everybody talk about it, it's like, oh, wow, well, this Pokemon game is actually good. And it's like, what do you mean? Like, that's very different. Like, oh, okay. Uh, and it is. And I'd like to sort of see them sort of build on that type of thing. Because, yeah, uh, original Pokemon games do not hold up as well as they should. Espe- especially like the newer ones, like Sword and Shield. Holy ones. shit, that's such a bad take. Um, no, I mean, like, compared to what they could be, I mean. In what way? But like, in terms of, like, pushing the graphics, pushing the combat system, just doing something different. There's no need to just
0: sort of... I'm sorry, Steve. Were you upset that you got a Nintendo GameCube level graphically unappealing Pokemon Legends RCS game that was basically silent? Because that's what it sounds like you're, you're saying. No there was random drum beats like every time someone spoke. Time of day? No, no. Every single time there was a new voice line,
3: I did the dung. <laughs> yeah, true.
2: <laughs> and a zoom in on the face.
3: I did like the, the battle sound, though. Like when you go into battle, the battle music... You know what?
2: Goes. I'll give Arceus one point in uh, its favour. It actually turns uh, the real Simphia theme into a full track.
3: Anyway, what were you going to say, Pat?
0: Um, I have a... Well, I don't have a strong one. In, like, I think if it, if it was going to be a strong one, then it probably would be Elden Ring, just because it's quite different to other games I've played. But just throwing other ones out there. Uh, Sunbreak, very memorable, but that might also Ooh, be yeah. because I've put... Way too are many you, hours into it this year. I you guys hated Monsanto. Oh, yeah, nah, definitely. Oh, no, that, that was Josh's other podcast. Uh, um, I can never say a bad
1: word about Monsanto. What a great game. Um, Except for those Invisible War.
3: There you go, he said it. He said something bad about it.
1: <laughs> it's, not, it's not even in the gameplay, though. It's just, it's just a non-factor.
0: In fact, that is my picking point, is, like, it says, it says so much. Uh, the, the, well, this one might be kind of biased because I literally finished it this week, but uh, Cult of the Lamb, ever since I saw it, it's been kind of... <laughs> and it's, it's left an impression on just its polish and graphical style um out of wilds i think is also a bit of a wild Very card good. not necessarily that it's been out this year but just ever since i've finished playing it it's just it's just kind of like every so often i just won't be thinking about anything and then i'm thinking about like man out of wilds was a good game
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah i need to go back and play it i need to
0: play the dlc yeah same Uh, any, any other thoughts from anyone else or wrapping up here? I
2: have a few, um, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. I'm pretty sure every (laughs) single week I mentioned this game at least once. Uh, always, always talking about how amazing it is and everyone else is being wrong. It's, it's the GOAT. It's pretty forgettable, yeah. Uh, the Ace Attorney Trilogy. I absolutely fell in love with those games this year, um, I still need to play the rest of the series, but the first three games are fantastic and left a great impression on me. And every time I wasn't playing an Ace Attorney game and I was taking a small break because of work or something, I was like, I was getting an extreme itch to go back to them and just do another case because they were really gripping. And also going on with a recent release, uh, I've been playing a little bit of Rolodrome on this side. I'll talk about that more in depth at some point uh, when I finish it. But the little bit I've played at the moment is it's really fantastic. It does a great blend of um, Jet Set Radio style gameplay and Max Payne and Tony Hawk Pro Skater a little bit. Um, I've, I've been really enjoying it and that's also been leaving a great impression on me.
0: Right. Any, um, any other final thoughts or wrapping up the question there?
2: Uh, yep.
0: Ooh, seems, yeah, seems like now. we're
2: wrapping up there.
3: Yeah, wrap it up. Give it to Zephyr's birthday. Hopefully that that was last okay, recording. If,
0: if we, if we have That's to. the joke. That's the joke. I don't know. I don't know, Steve. You didn't say it and then immediately start laughing. How are we supposed to know? Uh, <laughs> I'm anyway.
3: laughing. Don't you worry, I'm <laughs> laughing. <laughs> On the hopefully inside.
0: That, hopefully that answers your question, Bradley. Uh, if you or someone you know has a question you'd like us to answer, get in touch. We're on Facebook at Fast Lounge, Twitter at Fast Lounge minus one of the L's and Gmail, Fast Lounge at gmail.com. Please give us a like on your favorite podcast platform and then review or comment if you can. All interactions help boost our voices within the algorithm and bring us one step closer to being the preferred gaming and pop culture news podcast sponsored by Krispy Kreme, Ford Truck Month and September. <laughs> uh, but you for the stars there. Every day we stray further from God,
3: <laughs> because we're doing our steps.
0: Damn right, exactly, exactly. Every day we step bit, further from God. Really,
2: I thought we were meant to be stepping into His warm embrace. <laughs> no,
0: so no, that's, that's, no, no, Seth. That's Ford Truck Month. <laughs> we step towards a great deal, <laughs> but uh, this is the, the, we are now at the end of um, episode thirty-nine. Uh, thank you so much for joining. Uh, anything people can look forward to in episode 40.
2: Mm. I will decide hours before we record.
1: I will live cry on the podcast about my VR still not working and how much money I spent on it.
3: I will probably be talking about God of War 2018. Probably talk about Hot Wheels Unleashed.
4: Oh, I you know what I'm going to talk that.
3: about, actually? Opus Magnum. Oh. <laughs> oh am looking forward to the viewing the of that 48 hour movie thing Pat
0: uh, that uh, is the heat's coming up soon my heat is on Saturday so yeah. by the time this goes up the heat will have been out and my film will be freely available for anyone to watch
3: yeah make sure you post it I love seeing a film in heat
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> the movie heat from
1: 1995
3: was very good no my mom was pretty funny but I <laughs> no, <it. laughs> yeah no
1: it was a good movie I was just thinking about it now, now I'm going to watch it again being a heat, being
0: uh, and speaking of people crying on the podcast next week, it'll be my last one for a month. So I'll have it'll to figure be the out last something. Last podcast
1: for a month, probably.
0: <laughs> Maybe, uh, but I'll have to think of figure out something special to do as lucky episode forty because. i doing a hot dub. Actually, kind of cracked that we that we hit forty, and then yeah, taking a month off uh, after that. But come back for season anyway. two. Yeah, until then, uh, I've been Patrick. I've been joined by Seth, Steve, and Josh. And we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Happy birthday, walking. (laughs) Walking, even? (laughs)